What up, bitches? Yo, yo. All y'all scrippers. <laughs> Welcome back to yet another edition of The Bitch Factor on 7600thesquack.com, 833-441-2220. That's 833-441-2220 is the number you can dial if you want to join a show. If not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> too way too school for cool. Uh, I am Ron. I am Drew. And I changed the system. Talk again? Yep. 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 Boomhauer over here talking to me all the way from Dex, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh. Tell you what, man. It's a whole new intro right now. It's God. really great. God damn it, Bobby. By the way, I just discovered that on YouTube, on uh, Hulu. I'm like, I have been binging for the last two damn days. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the hell out of Irving and move my ass to Arlen. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to sell propane and propane accessories. That'd be really funny if there, like, it, there is no Arlen, Texas, yeah. legitimately, right? Okay. Yeah. I would totally make an Arlen, Texas. There's plenty yeah, of undeveloped Texas. Yeah. Let's I mean, do it's, this. It's, there are enough towns that are like clones of Arlen where I'm sitting around I'm pretty damn sure Mike Judge at some point lived in a town just like that oh so yeah right, legally we can't call it that so right. let's make up a name <laughs> oh welcome back ladies and gentlemen as you saw I finally got a new intro done damn sexy I got a, a legitimate intro. We actually look like a real podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like ooh watch us <laughs> Oh, so I found this bold rock thing, right? It is whiskey with natural flavors. I just happened to be at the grocery store looking for something to drink, and uh, I saw it up on the shelf. I'm like, canned whiskey. I'm going to go ahead and have to say yes. Let's go with yes. (laughs) So I yesed. And I left. So Ron, so this is fun. Ron is drinking and I'm not today because I'm on call in the morning. So I can't. Craziness is (laughs) ensuing. No, I have to be a good boy tonight. Eight hours bottle to throttle. (laughs) Wait, what's that tea? Got to pay the bills. Is that tea? That's iced tea. Oh, God. That's because he's down there in Texas. And I don't drink sweet tea. No. I'm telling you that right now. I tell you what, folks. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm out me the only Southerner and the only Texan who doesn't like sweet tea. <laughs> I love my Dr. Pepper, but I do not like sweet tea. Ah, uh, yes, Dr. Pepper. Mm. Did I? Hey, folks, like I, that's why we have so many problems in the world today. Coca-Cola's been doing it wrong for fifty damn years. I want to buy the world a Coke. Bullshit. You ever try that shit? Try some Dr. Pepper. Buy the world a Dr. Pepper, and your ass is going to be winning a Nobel Peace Prize in five years. Amen. I ain't sponsored by them at all, but I'm happy to throw their name out there. They good stuff. Did I uh, did I tell you the name of the drink that I had that was based on on or on uh, um, Dr Pepper? No, it's called the Razzmatazz. Oh, the old razzle dazzle, huh? Yeah, it's literally <laughs> called the Razzmatazz. Me and my buddy Jerry, grown up friend, uh, made it. Is Dr Pepper and uh, uh, Black Label. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we tried to come up with some. Like, Scotch and Dr. Pepper. I have to we, try that one. We punished an entire bottle. Damn. And a two liter. I do bourbon and Dr. Pepper all the time. I'm sitting, or or 
Jack Daniels Tennessee Sour Mash whiskey as well. <laughs> Don't you dare call that stuff bourbon. If you're in Kentucky and you call Jack Daniels bourbon, you find yourself in a fist fight. <laughs> you, you might get shot. You might. Ha- you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <sighs> so we've all lost our minds collectively in the United States. Oh, Jesus, I'm wondering when's the last time we actually had our minds. Is that before we were born? Before we were born. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with before we were born. America went nanners long before we came into the world. Yes. <laughs> and the sad, the, the truly sad bit of it is that people think that all is great. But here, here's my statement to that. Okay. My statement to that is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you 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 came in and you were talking about oh how great it's going to be great it's going to be great it's going to be as soon as the orange man bad is gone orange band bad bad orange man but nothing changed if anything it got worse yeah and all the things that he did right this dude's not trying to take credit for right like, oh, we got this vaccine better than it, you know, faster than anybody. I was like, yeah, you Operation didn't do Dick, Joe. You hit in the fucking basement the whole goddamn time. Yeah, uh, uh, Operation Warp Speed was created by President mm-hmm. Donald John Trump. Yeah, I'm just saying the economy. The economy was already starting to rebound before Election Day even happened. So, uh, Joe, anything, you didn't do Dick. <laughs> and if anything, did you see what happened on that day in January in the in the stock market? Oh shit! Fuck you. <laughs> later dog (laughs) i'm gonna have to peace out girl scout (laughs) it was a little ridiculous so it's just another one of those situations where people they think all is great let's just make a change but the (laughs) change change never sake of change you guys didn't pay attention last time you said change like that was the 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 catchphrase change change open change and nothing changed it was still fucking garbage So we've talked about it on the show before, this whole uh, uh, convention of states thing, right? Mm-hmm. For ladies and gentlemen that don't know, look up Article 5. Just just search Article 5. That's all you need to do. Search Article, A-R-T-I-C-L-E, space, V. Five. V. V for Victor, or 5 in Roman or numerals. Or V for Vendetta. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh-huh. Drew. It really gets more and more prescient every passing week. Drew. Did you just made like the hella connection? I think we talked about this a few months ago, brother. What the Pretty article? sure we've covered this on the subject before. Or this well, on the no, show no, no, no. I'm just I, I mean referencing Article 5 with V for Vendetta. I like that. I think I'm going to make a meme and I'm going to put it up on the Convention of States thing. Like Article Five, and it's just a picture of V, not the V, yeah, yeah, the V with the circle, yeah, with the circle, exactly. Sort of the adapted anarchy symbol, yeah. And you don't want to do it with just Guy Fox mask, because then everybody thinks anonymous, and that's yeah. not what we're saying. I mean, V referencing the movie. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, dude, I might have to actually say that Bold Rock is pretty damn good. This, well, you know, All right. this whiskey. I'm gonna have to go find that at Total Wine now because I got one of those. Uh, Around the, right across the street from my main grocery store here is like, I'm gonna have to find that stuff out. That's check it out. I like num nums. 
Oh, Brandon just said, I won't be on tonight. He has to work a little late and he has a migraine. Oh, I thought that was supposed to be her line. <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> Stop winning so much. Fuck you. Not tonight. I have a headache. No, dude, that's her line. Don't stick it in the poop shoot. <laughs> I was like, I ain't interested in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Open up that chocolate starfish. Here comes me. But sex. <laughs> So what has been going crazy in the Drew world? Well, let's see. Uh, got together with the fam last weekend. Got to go see Grandpa. Sister flew down all the way from D.C. Oh, my. She's been living <laughs> in that town too damn long. Way too long. Way too long. Way. Folks, like, you think politicians go bad after living in, D- and living in D.C. for a decade? Try your own damn family. <laughs> and I can, I can vouch. For what she's been going through living here. Because now I live south of the Beltway. Okay. Ron's far enough outside of DC that it's. I'm in the purple area. Yeah. Ron, Ron used to be way the fuck out in the sticks and then the sticks ceased to be the sticks. And now they're pretty much, it's all the goddamn. And now it's one solid city from about 25 miles south of 20 miles or so south of me to Baltimore. So you're moving just outside of that perimeter. Yes. And I'm betting money in 10 years, the perimeter's passed you again. Oh, and <laughs> Move then, your ass out here, brother. I and, guarantee yeah. you've got all the IT jobs you can handle. Yeah, well, <laughs> thankfully, 21st century finally rolled around to a bunch of people, and they're doing it all remote, all the yeah. time. So you can do it from down here. You can come down to Texas and have all the fun you want with as, no state income tax or any of that bullshit. As long as I have internet. You got then plenty I'm internet good. down here. I need fast internet. You don't have to though. go out California way. California way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they got some of them internets out there. Uh, I need I need high bandwidth. Though. I need fiber optics. And the reason that I need fiber optics is because I have finally, as an IT professional myself, finally, finally, the Ron has embraced the 21st century. Uh-huh. I got so rid that. of television. Mm-hmm. I got rid of. I have. A, I had a home phone. Got rid of the home phone, like the landline. You know. Yeah, I can't remember if I've ever had a landline since I moved off to college. I think we had one in the dorm freshman year because everybody did. But they were IP phones. They weren't even POTS lines. Okay, so yeah, it's like all I remember is okay. Bring a phone with you when you move in. It's like oh, the, all the the checklist of shit you had to have oh, with right. you when you moved in freshman year. Bring a phone. That's right. I remember. So that. I think so one of did. us had like a cordless phone that mom and dad didn't want anymore. So yeah. okay, that just became ours. So yeah, we did have pots lines. Right, that was it. So I mean, we had like a phone freshman year of college in the dorm, and I'm pretty damn sure no apartment I've ever lived in since I was 19 years old has had a landline. So we, I grew up with one. We grew up with the same phone oh, number. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I can tell you what that phone number is because it's been gone now for like 10 years. 590-2504. <laughs> that was my phone number growing up. I was the very first number that I learned when I was a, a wee babby. Well, I had, Ron. I think, four different landline numbers growing up because we moved all the damn time. We tried to keep 5271 as the last four digits everywhere we moved to. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Austin. Somebody already had it. So it was like, well, fuck, they can't do that anymore. Bitches. 
Damn it. <laughs> Obviously, I can't say it because she still has it. But my wife has had the same cell phone number since she had her very first cell phone nice. in like 2001, 2000, 2001, something like that. Right around the time cell phones started to get cheapish. Cheap, yeah, Nokia, cheapish. And the Nokia, was it 6500? Yeah. What the hell was Whatever. the damn Nokia that literally everybody had? Those first ones that had the interchangeable faces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the, the damn thing had like the tiny little stub antenna. Then some bitches you can charge it once and it lasts a week. You remember those days, folks? Back when cell phone batteries actually fucking lasted. <laughs> uh, there Nowadays, was the... your phone makes it to the end of the day from sunrise to sunset. That's an achievement, or you left it in your damn pocket all from day. Sunrise to sunrise. Yeah, meanwhile, back then, 20 years ago, cell phone batteries lasted a week. Uh, of course, the 82, texting, some, texting somebody was like... The 8210. That was, 10. That was it. 8210. <laughs> okay, there's one word. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's the 5110. 5110, okay. The 5110. Hang on, I'll... So a picture of that one. It's the one I'm thinking of. Here. I got a... Stubby antenna and the face Browser. came off jeez i remember those things were oh. everywhere oh. yep that's the one <laughs> i did it all for the nokia <laughs> i'd say as far as them some bitches go it's like you got reception everywhere you went the battery lasted forever and the some bitch always worked you can drop the some bitch on down a flight of stairs and the some bitch would still work now an iphone you look at it wrong <laughs> and it breaks. And it breaks. <laughs> it's like go wreck yourself. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like okay. If you don't buy a freaking case for your damn iPhone, some bitch is lucky to last a year because you're going to drop it at some point, and then after you drop it, it's toast. Meanwhile, I'm coming uh, up on four years on that some bitch. Had to replace the battery once last year, and that's all it needed. I'm trying to find the one that I had growing up. I didn't. Yeah, it's like it's like the Nokia was the one everybody had, and then I was like, okay, we all okay. That was around the time flip phones started coming out too. I was like, ooh, I want one of those. And you're sitting there going, it's a five hundred dollar phone. You're not getting that. And I'm like, well, shit, now five hundred dollars is like, hey, well, that's a bargain for a phone now. Oh god, those are crap phones. The five hundred dollar yeah, phones, those are garbage. Smartphone. Yes, yeah, five hundred dollars is the entry level Chinese knockoff smartphone. Exactly. Those ones yeah. came from Korea. <laughs> yeah, good ones. Uh, dude, I really can't find it. I had this phone. It was a Nokia. I know that it had an extended, like, you know, the, the antenna pulled out, right? Oh yeah. It's, okay. That's right around the time that the, and the old school extended antennas went away. Yeah. And they went to that, just that, the note, the one we just showed this, the 5,500 or whatever was had a little stub. And then after that, they went, they did, did rid of that. And that's when phones started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The point where we were like, all right, some gal is going to put this in her purse and is going to fucking lose it. I was like, she's gonna be like, can you call my phone real quick so I can find it? It's somewhere in her purse. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, I, did, I finally found it. All right, I, so I, I guess figured out why the hell phones started getting bigger. Oh yeah, okay. It's the uh, VTG 1990, uh, okay. VTG 918. That's the very first cell phone that I ever had. Uh, that was actually my dad's cell phone, and then he gave it to me. He upgraded, so that was my very first cell phone. Nice. Uh, and then the phone that I wanted, along with probably everybody on the planet after the movie came out, was that one. Yes. And for some reason, Nokia never sold that thing in the States. I know. I'm this going, you guys had that product placement in a freaking huge ass movie, and y'all don't even sell that in the damn target audience's freaking market. 
I can I can I I don't think I ever saw one of those things in real life. And I'm looking at this going, I'm betting every damn person who watched The Matrix said, I want one of those. I know I did. Singular or Sprint or who or Next or whoever they're with. And like, we don't carry that. I'm like, well, who does? Nobody in the States. <laughs> Where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was just going, I'm like, okay, Warner Brothers, you're going to do product placement. Pick the right phone for the market or Nokia for crying out loud. Sell this thing in the States. Do you have any idea how much money y'all left on the table? <laughs> intense, <laughs> intense amounts of money. Like the glasses too, right? The, the Ray-Bans that, that Neo, Neo and, yeah. and uh, Trinity were wearing. Those you could find all day, but you yeah. couldn't find Morpheus's nose clip yeah. ones. It's, it's like there are no earpieces. It's just the nose clip, and that was it. Yeah, and you couldn't uh, find them. You still can't find them like, today. Like, everybody in the brother's going to want a pair of those things. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're $400. Somebody's yeah. going to freaking buy them. <laughs> Switch her white suit that Switch wore. Oh, yeah. Like everybody wanted that. Like you, they, we all wanted to dress like everybody in that movie because the outfits were fucking awesome, right? And Basically, like, yeah, you go to the club yeah. in the beginning of the movie, and you're like, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fun part was, oh, yeah, was uh, did that movie come out before or after Columbine? Because the, the dudes in the black leather trench coats or the black trench coats, I don't. I want to say it was right around that same time. Spring Columbine of happened. And spring of 99, I want to say it was before or after Columbine. I want to say it was before. Yeah, April of 99. Was Columbine or yeah, Matrix? That was uh, Columbine. Okay. The Matrix was. Oh, holy shit. Two weeks before. Fuck. <laughs> In March. <laughs> March 31st, 1999. And two yeah. weeks later. Okay, I'll give him a little. I'll give him a little bit on that one. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so they're talking about making the Matrix Four. Oh Jesus! Yeah, they released some uh, information about the cast. Obviously, and they got you know Neo and Morpheus. And, Wait, uh, so Keanu Reeves is back. I thought he died at the end of the third one. He was absorbed. Okay. Like, remember how they carried him away on the platform? Yeah, because his body was completely dead. Right. Like, All right. So, what's the deal? Is this he just, just going to pop up as a program in the Matrix now, or it's a cliffhanger? Just going, All right, folks, how are you going to work this in? They're going to put him back in a battery pod and and keep it rocking. Yeah, somehow he somehow he returned. Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, folks, exactly. don't don't try to force that one because it's just not going to work. <laughs> so, uh, IMDb. Actually, and the reason that I even bring this up is because IMDb actually brought it up. Like they actually put it in their their thing. Um, so like some of the people that are on there, like you don't have Morpheus, you don't have uh, you know Apoc and Switch, and you don't have like it's not. I don't think it's an actual prequel. Uh, yeah. But they do have Keanu Reeves. They do have Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, they do have Agent Johnson, who I think was in the original series, one of the the agents. Uh, yeah, I think he was the guy who's also ended up on uh, uh, what was that show, uh, Longmire. Yeah. Oh, he was also in John Wick. Oh no shit! And Parker. Jesus Christ, this guy's been all over in these kind of films. 
Oh, they're in post-production of The Matrix 4. Okay, so it's in the can almost. I mean, it's, it's coming like, out okay, this the year. is done. 2021 is when it says it's coming out. Well. Well, now. Everybody goes back into the theaters again for this movie. Jada Pinkett Smith, she's back as Niobe. Yep. Lambert Wilson is back as the Merovingian. Hmm. Please tell me Monica Bellucci came back. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, please Dear tell me God. she's in this too. <laughs> Uh, I don't recognize any other names. I don't think. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Wait, fucking seriously? All right. <laughs> who, this gets stranger by the name, man. Who the fuck does he play? A whole new character, apparently, because like, I don't remember him being anywhere near any of the original films. He was uh, in that, 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 like, I think it was Harold and Kumar was like the movie where it was like, oh, yeah, this dude's still alive and he still wants to act and everything. Because I don't think he'd done shit since Doogie Howser until that movie. And then How I Met Your Mother started. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Now he's, you know, <laughs> it's like, this dude's hilarious. I'm like, all right, I am curious. All right, what character does he play in The Matrix? This is going to be interesting. So listed as the star is Jessica Yuli Henwick. Uh, Asian lady, English. Yeah, I've got it up right now. She was in The Force Awakens. Okay. She was Colleen, um, Colleen Wing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She was just an X-Wing pilot in uh, The Force Awakens. Okay. She's on so some random. Yeah. So some random role that is like almost an extra. Yeah. <laughs> One step exactly. above an extra. Uh, Love and Monsters on the Rocks. She was in Underwater. It was a hell of a good movie if you haven't seen that, by the way. I've seen that one. Oh, is that oh, is that the one with what's her face from the damn vampire movies? Yes. Oh, Jesus. And by the way, in that whole movie, she doesn't have any other facial expressions either. It's one facial expression the entire fucking movie. Uh this girl You're was in there breathing through her fucking mouth the whole time. I'm like, oh, sis, yeah. do you have like a nasal problem or something? Oh, is there yeah. a reason you can't breathe through your nose while your mouth's open all day long? Uh, <sighs> Jesus. Oh, I brought something up and then there we go. <laughs> Somebody sends me things while we're on this radio show. Thanks oh, to Joe Biden and his inflation on wood, a tooth, a toothpick now costs as much as a two before under Trump. <laughs> to have to actually I think it was like that, 400% but. increase in lumber prices over what, like six months ago. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, okay. Good luck trying to build a fucking house right now, which makes no sense. Why is like it's like like yeah last year was toilet paper this year it's fucking lumber I'm like exactly the damn hell like <laughs> I, I guess those are the uh, the the parts of the the world or whatever the the what is the word I'm trying to say um, the industries that were having issues so they manufacture some bullshit so that they turn around and go, Oh, I'm going to buy all your things. And all of a sudden these companies, these seemingly rando companies make billions of dollars like Charmin. Come on now. Charmin was just living their <laughs> lives and doing their thing. They've been making oh, about yeah. the same amount of money for generations. And all of a sudden, hi yeah. Yeah. There goes their fucking stock. Exactly. Their revenue went through the damn roof because everybody, their brother, what it, well, the thing is that it would go up and then it would stop for a while because, oh, everybody's got all the toilet paper they need for the rest of the year. Right. Oh, and, and then takes- probably most of next year. So who the hell's buying toilet paper at that point? Okay. It goes back to way down below normal. So it's get this artificial spike and then it's just, this mountain wave turbulence bullshit. No, it's like, <laughs> it's uh, like 
It's like the whole uh, shoot, shoot to the moon thing for GameStop. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, we find out some billionaire jackasses are you know shorting this thing, and we're sitting here going, all right, we're going to could play this game, folks. Yeah, but then <laughs> afterwards, the funny thing is, I actually I follow um, uh, was it, um, uh, Jordan Belfort on uh, Twitter, the Wolf of Wall Street, uh huh, the actual guy. <laughs> he's been fun. He's been fun to watch all this shit. I'm sitting there going, dude, this is basically what he did with his with Stratton Oakmont, his little firm that he had out on Long Island. Is like, all right, I'm just gonna go. Be a, it's, a, it's a boiler room, so it's basically it's all right. I'm going to have my brokers call all our clients and have them buy this stock like crazy. Meanwhile, I'm holding a shit ton, you know, of it, and I'm getting them to pump the price up. So I'm like, all right, I sell, and I'm like, okay, guys, you can stop pushing this stock and watch it fucking tank. Meanwhile, I, I already made my money, or all the people I have paying me holding all this shit and then paying me in cash. And the thing and about going, the GameStop eh. one that confuses me is it was like it was like they were the cohorts were done, right? You know, stonks, right? Yeah. Well, (laughs) it went from $4 in July of 2020 to the, the big, uh, the big buys, right? Got it all the way up to $347 and 51 cents on January 27th. This was GameStop. You're talking about this is GameStop. Yeah. Shit. And then it plummeted after that, like after the whole thing happened and they, they you know, like uh, Robin Hood took the uh, down the ability to use and buy and sell and all this stuff. And they all went, or you could only sell, you couldn't buy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You can get out and that's all you could do. Basically, they rigged the market. Uh-huh. But- I'm just going like, folks, the SEC <laughs> should be jumping all over this shit. But who the hell did Wall Street give all their donations to last year? In the exactly. In the campaign. It wasn't the orange man, folks. Remember, orange man bad. <laughs> yeah, the orange man was not Wall Street's guy last year. That should tell you something. And, and, and saying something, because he's probably put more into it than than probably second only to Rockefeller. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so about a month later. They dropped back down to like $44, which is still 10, 11 times what it was a year ago. And now as of today, they've actually pretty much kind of evened out over the last like two or three months. They closed today or I guess Friday. They closed Friday at 173 GameStop. When's the last GameStop. time you shopped at fucking GameStop? I think I was I s- shocked they still existed when all this was breaking couple months ago exactly i was like wait, wait, wait gamestop's still a thing we've had one in this uh in our mall here locally since i guess the late the mid to late 90s i mean they were yeah. like they had they still had atari games for sale oh nice even when the NES was, you know, a current selling item they you know between them they fought hard with toys r us yeah right so gamestop was the new on 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 the world type of thing yeah they were they were specifically focused just on games right i I think i remember was it gamestop or was one of the other ones it was one of the gamestop clones or whatever it was uh last thing i bought in a place like that because i used to buy shit all the time at best buy or circuit city even back before they disappeared (laughs) (laughs) you know the circuit city was the original owner of carmax what yeah seriously seriously no shit yeah so carmax is still going circuit city vanished like gone years ago 
<laughs> Circuit City vanished a good 10, 15 years ago. I'll tell <laughs> the you CarMax, what. which they started, is still very much going. Oh, yeah. They're bigger now, if anything. <laughs> but in the, I worked at, at uh, Best Buy. It was my mm-hmm. very first job, Best Buy. And obviously, at the time, this was in 1999, uh, at the time, they were still fighting with Circuit City. Yeah. But it was like WWE versus WCW. Somebody's going to win, and eventually one of them's going to lose. And it's, yeah. But the whole time, that's why I bring it up like WCW versus WWE, is that WCW had a couple of bright spots. People like Brock Lesnar and yeah. people like Hollywood Hulk Hogan, you know, people like that that either came over or started their career there. DDP, you know, the folks like this, right? Um. <laughs> but their entire product in general was fucking bullshit. (laughs) And we at Best Buy, we were the WWE. You guys came up and like kind of got on our back a little bit and we were like, get the fuck out of here. And eventually you got the fuck out of here. We didn't buy you like the WWE to WCW thing, but basically go away. We don't like you. No one fucking likes you. Go away. That's a fun ego battle between Vince McMahon and Ted Turner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, and then Donald Trump gets involved, and I'm like, all right, folks, <laughs> like, we're about, we've got all the ego your TV can handle right here. Oh, so this pretty. is gonna be interesting. Oh, and Stone Cold, awesome. Oh, yeah. Right, so Stone Cold came over from WCW to the WWE. Uh, right, a little bit of right. It was in the late '90s. So that was they were still WWF then, weren't they? Well, yeah. The goddamn tree huggers and bunny huggers, you know. <laughs> told him to fuck off yes um he was not stone cold though back then he was um uh, oh i should know this Rattlesnake? Uh, no yeah. um um <sighs> what the fuck was his name back then you have to wikipedia that shit man i, I like, am yeah. i am the ringmaster ah the ringmaster then stunning Steve Austin when he was the next millionaire. That was his gimmick. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then it kind of took a life of its own at the 316 speech. And after that, it was nuts. <laughs> it was bonkers, boy. Which is why he's at the beginning of our intro. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Stone Cold says so. (laughs) Stone Cold. Oh, you know who does a hell of a Stone Cold voice? Tom McDonald. No shit. Oh, okay. Dude, it's out during the break. I'll try to find it. If you can remind me, like send me a message or something so that I reminds me to go pull up one of his videos. He had like a, one of those Facebook stories up there where he was talking like Stone Cold and he was doing the whole Stone Cold thing. And he sounded just like Steve. And I'm like, Okay, dude, you could actually do Steve's voice. And I think my comment on the video was, I really hope, and I tagged Stone Cold, I really hope Stone Cold Steve Austin has seen this. Because it's pretty nice. (laughs) It's pretty good, dude. (laughs) Oh, a brief history on Stone Cold from GameStop from... <laughs> yeah, it's just his usual tangent show, folks. <sighs> Welcome to the freaking porch factor. Episode 40, the the second autopsy is going to be painful. 
It's like it's like it it it's dead, Jim. A <laughs> <laughs> death yeah. most permitting, <laughs> most fitting of virgins. Damn it, Jim! I'm a doctor, not an archaeologist. <laughs> I do like, and this is probably from uh, 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 J.J. Abrams. You know the two that he did there. New track. The new track stuff, like he pays just enough homage, like he'll sprinkle in some fan. You know, a little bit of fan love. Because you got to basically still establish that these are the same characters that we watched back in the 60s. Just right. played younger versions played by different actors. Right. But they're still the same characters. Right. You know, and those those guys that made the first portrayal, they made those characters. Like, if you have somebody yeah. come in trying to be Jonathan Frakes, you got to be Jonathan Frakes. You can't be Will, or, you know, Will Riker. You yeah. got to be jonathan frakes playing will Riker, but you're that third guy so yeah. it was a lot to ask of these these actors but hell chris, if they didn't like pull Pine, that shit can out you come in and live up to the legend of okay william shatner playing captain kirk i'm sitting here going and shatner has a very distinctive style <laughs> and has been lampooned to death oh yeah but it was like okay without that and without that charisma and that feel it just doesn't feel like hey, that doesn't feel like captain kirk feels like some guy called james t kirk but they got a lot of it right oh but i don't know i give it's, it's i give like trying pine, to capture that lightning in a bottle it's just like good luck i give pine a lot of credit yeah he's, he's a fantastic actor i'm just saying that's oh no i, don't I mean know if you can capture that lightning in a bottle I, I think they did i think they did a damn good job of it like they made it yeah. to where he's he's he like i said he pays homage but he brought the character into a more presentable factor Okay. You know, there was there was parts of acting that our wonderful dear friend there, he's just not Will. great at. <laughs> yeah. The pacing of how he would deliver a line. And then his like uh, expo you know, his explosions of emotions and stuff like that. Wow. Just Cut! <laughs> Yeah. And I I love the little twist they did. Different timeline, yeah, tangent timeline. Like, like, and I'm they like, have to remake the movie at this point, guys. I'm like, the fun thing is, though, they've already remade Rathacon twice before that damn movie. This is true. This is true. Nemesis and the first rebooted Trek movie was basically the same damn plot, except the guy wasn't named Khan. And I'm like, all right, so now we've, this is the third remake of the best Trek film ever. I'm sitting here, guys, you got to come up with something new. Dude, all Go back of in Hollywood. time to see the fucking, save the fucking whales. I'm like, I remember you watched that first, watch that movie the first time. I'm like, there is no fucking way they're going back in time to save the goddamn whales. And like, you're at the end of the movie, you're like, fuck, this is one of the best Trek movies ever. Yeah, right? It's the most ridiculous premise Four was in the world. my favorite. Like, Holy shit. Four was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. By far my favorite. It's one of my more quotable ones. True. You know? So. And that was the fun part because I think it was was it Nimoy who directed it? Yeah, I think three and four he actually directed, and it's like three was like kind of kind of interesting because like he was Spock's hardly in it, and I'm like okay, it doesn't really feel quite right without him in the movie, and it's like then four okay he's back, and it's like okay now we're throwing everybody into the fish out of water scenario, and we're gonna go find some fucking whales. So there's you know it's like interesting tie in with those themes there. It's like, All right, find we're gonna save some the fucking planet by fucking going whales. back in time. <laughs> It's like when in doubt, time travel. I was like, but it worked. And then you leave all the Trekkies going, well, that's not how you uh, how, how you travel through time. And then the other ones are like, yes, it is. This is how the science. Dude, y'all need to calm down. Yeah, go to warp 10, go around the fucking sun and whammo. 
Boom. And apparently you can calculate it just right. We're like, all right, we're going to show up in 1980 fucking six. <laughs> or if you go warp 10, you turn into a lizard. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it's like, you can't go to warp 10. We're going to reinvent the fucking, you know, warp factor number. And it's like, what the fuck? Guys, it's and just then, a damn event. It's a, that's the thing. It's like it's the difference between science fiction and science fantasy. Right. The difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. Star Trek is science fiction. Star Wars is science fantasy. Correct. The science part of science fantasy, not really that important. Science fiction, yeah. They try to, it's like, okay, this is believable, and yeah. It, well, it, think it, about it, all the things. They try to have some basis in fact. Think about all the know. things that we have now that are based on science fiction stories that have been going on since the birth of time. Yeah. How many, like cell phones we were just talking about. It's like, hello, communicators. Fucking smartwatches that you can talk to first star trek movie star trek motion picture 1979 they're talking into their fucking wrists go before that what tv show did the guy talking to his watch get smart yep okay yeah they had everything and he had the, the shoe phone the too. shoe phone take, yeah that too you know there there's those things have been around for fucking eons and now we finally have them right so they're working on phasers but they're yep. also working on lightsabers. They were yep. actually effective on the lightsaber one, as we've shown on this show before. Uh, not the phaser thing yet. We're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're working on it. They'll get there. They got <laughs> transportation. They transported uh, molecules of a fucking apple across a room at CERN. This is news. I haven't heard about this one yet. This is years ago. It was at CERN. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about this. That sounds like something that would be all over the fucking place. I'm like, why am I? Why am I just now hearing about this? Oh, that was the transport antimatter thing they did. Okay. The harnessing and transport antimatter. Okay. But again, so it wasn't certain. There was something that came out of fucking Star antimatter. Trek. Exactly, <laughs> folks. Dude, it came out of his head. I was like, Gene, Gene are you was, like Elon? You came back in time to share this shit with us or something. <laughs> so Gene and Elon are both that guy from the episode in Voyager. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, um, uh, what was it? Voyager. Was this a time travel one? Or? Yeah. Uh, it was called Future's End. Okay. Oh no. The name sounds familiar, no. but it was called non sequitur. I don't remember okay, I'd have to I'd have to go rewatch it. Yeah, it's called uh non sequitur, right? And then uh I'm trying to refine the name of the the, the guy who plays the character because it's very good. Hmm. Um I'm have to go see if Star Trek's still on any oh. of the streaming services or if I'm gonna have to go pay Paramount for No, I was wrong. It is Futures Ends. Non Sequitur was another one where they went back in time well, they went to an, a parallel universe. There were a few time travel episodes in Voyagers. So yeah, There's a lot of <laughs> Especially the very last one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was rather interesting. Okay, it was, okay, the, ah. the last episode of Star Trek Voyager was called Endgame. Yes. And then the last Avengers movie, Endgame. Endgame. And both of them involved fucking time travel. And I'm just sitting there going, huh. Here we go. <laughs> this is what I was looking for. So Henry Starling, the, the guy that is the subject of that episode, is uh, Ed Bagley. Ed Begley Jr. Hmm. Okay. 
Rain Robinson, who is the female love interest and complete nut job in the the, the episode, is Sarah Silverman. <laughs> oh, this is one where they go back to the nineties. Yes. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. it was like <laughs> Welcome to the nineties in Los Angeles. Yes, <laughs> I remember San that Fra- one. San okay. Francisco, always San Francisco. Why I is it always we're in LA too? I think yeah. For that one, I think so. But like, I, here's the question. Because I know they go to the Griffith Observatory or something like that. That is true. Like Santa Monica and a couple other places. Yeah. And they were on the boardwalk and yeah. Okay. South Beach. So, okay. All right. Anyway. Okay. I'll give you that one. Here's the question. I know the one you're talking about now. Okay. So Paramount and every time they've ever used a studio, it's always been in Hollywood. Why is San Francisco always the epicenter for everything Star Trek related? I, I don't know the answer, so I'm not premising it. You know, I'm not starting this the, the ball rolling down the hill because I'm going to be able to carry it. I'm literally asking the question, why is everything Star Trek related set in San Francisco while on the planet? Is Gene from San or was Gene from San Francisco? It's a great question. It's like if Gene was from the Bay Area, there's your answer. But I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. It makes Mr. sense. Rodden I mean, okay, if you're writing stuff, it's like, hey, you know, let's have it set. So let's have, you know, San Francisco. Because I think Starfleet Academy is basically at the Presidio. Yes. Starfleet headquarters is the Presidio, south end of Golden Gate Bridge. So here's here's an interesting thing. You All right. So I'll, I'll tell you, he was not born in San Francisco. Okay. Take, take a stab or two at where you think he was born. Oakland. No. <laughs> not even close? <laughs> no. Not even. It's like nowhere near the Bay Area. Hell no. Not in Cali, Iowa. <laughs> I mean, great, but no. <laughs> I'm going with that one. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, no. So where was he from? Where was Janeway from? Oklahoma or something? Nah, somewhere in the Midwest. I want to say Kansas, Indiana, something like that. Somewhere in the Midwest. I forget. Anyway, keep going. One more. One more guess. Nebraska. No. No. El Paso, Texas. No shit. Yep. It's born huh. in El Paso, Texas in 1921. So, okay, that's not the San Francisco explanation then. Hell no. I don't even he, think wait, he anything. was born there. He, did he live there at any point? I mean, uh, he I died. Mean, he was born in El Paso, but you don't He probably lived there at some point. Uh, he died in Santa Monica. Okay. Well, I mean, LA, being Hollywood, that makes sense. Uh, huh. They don't really give like a. Uh, oh, I can do it like this. Same. Nope. Um, hmm. California. Palmdale. Oh, that was when he yeah, was. That's at LA. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, or north of LA. It's like the up towards Edwards Air Force Base. Palmdale. Um, Santa Monica. Nope, he has no hmm. references to no living connection there. to San Francisco that we know of. No. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know why so much of the the Trek universe is centered around San Francisco. San Francisco. Huh. Drawn a blank. That's a puzzler. Yeah. Kind of hurts the brain a little yeah. bit, a lot of it, maybe a lot of it. Anywho, (laughs) 
Ah, Dios mio. <laughs> yeah, we'll be thinking about that one for. I don't know. I'm sure there's some Trekkie out there who's watching, like, it's this. There's like, yeah. All right, well, if, if you're an audience, so if we had a wider audience, it's like, oh, yeah, the Trekkies be like, oh, no, no, dude, it's this. I'm exactly. Like, okay. Like, all right, well, that's fine. Well, if you are a Trekkie or you just happen yeah. to know that information, 833-441-2220, or you can go on to 7600thesquawk.com and chat it in the chat box. Hits us up with that info. Yes. So if you're listening and you want to let us know what we obviously don't know, let us yeah. know. I bet if you go digging through IMDb or something like the original Star Trek series, the original series or whatever, it's I, it might be in there. But I'm like, it's or maybe even the Wikipedia page or something on Star Trek. I don't know. There might, I'm, I'm positive there's got to be an explanation for it. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll leave it up to the to the listeners. Yeah. If you're listening to this, and you know the answer. Let us know. Be a big Navy town. So I mean, you know that. Yeah, might have something to do with it because Starfleet's, you know, the Space Navy. I mean, I don't know, but that's not where Navy headquarters ever was, as far as I know. Right. I mean, you would think, oh, Navy, okay, Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk or Pearl Harbor or something. I was like, I know San Francisco or San Diego. I'm like, I know San Francisco's a big Navy town, but but it's really not synonymous with the Navy. Nah. Hmm. Drew, that's a puzzler. I hate this time of year. Uh-oh. Guess what happens in the next couple of weeks or over the next couple of weeks? Summer. Summer well, starts kicking off. It gets hot. Yeah, but it's, well, it decided to be like hot as fuck the other day. It was like 90 degrees and humid. Like two days it's ago. Like 60, it was like 68 degrees here today, man. It's like humid as fuck, but we've been getting rain the last couple of days, man. Like, it, it was hot, and then it was a knot, and then it's been not for a while. It was I don't know ex- why. it was exactly seventy today. I'm looking at my watch right now, exactly seventy today, and it cooled off hardcore because now it's fifty seven. Sweet wow. Jesus! Anyway, yeah, it's like we peaked at like seventy three. I'll so, give yeah. you I'll give you a hint of what I'm trying to say. This this what is happening that is that sucks ass happens every seventeen years. Or this particular one happens every 17 years. Yeah, what happened in 2004? Summer 2004. Is this like a local thing or is this like a national thing? Uh, Local-ish, I guess. It's basically the entire northeast portion of the country. What happened in the Northeast in 2004? And every 17 years since the dawn of time, apparently. I'll give you another hint. Yeah, you have to give me a hint on this one. Another hint is it also happens, a separate version of it happens every seven years. And I think there's a 10-year one, too. So they're not far. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Butt sex. Vaginas. Boobies. <laughs> Speaking of Trek, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just keep it rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Why keep rolling, rolling? All right, so do you give up? Yeah, I do give up. Yeah, I spent so little time in that part of the country. I don't. Yeah, motherfucking cicadas. 
Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I hate cicadas. I hate them. <laughs> we get them every now and then in Texas. I'm like, yeah, you just like, okay, every single insect is trying to get laid, and they're screaming it to the world. Yes. Well, and, and this particular brood is the 17 year brood i forget what their actual name is they have a brood 10 or brood x or something like that uh they are the, i was kind of on the i was kind of on the mark with Ponfar. yeah a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. <laughs> not even a major stretch it was pretty good actually all right uh yeah so these little fuck boys are going to come out of the ground for the first time in almost two decades to fuck, die, and then go back into the ground. You know, because animals or insects or whatever. But these are the ones, these, and I think it's the year seven or year 10 brood or something like that. One of the other one, they love to be in the air and they come in motherfucking swarms. Ooh. Like, think Hitchcock with birds. But tiny but little cicadas bugs. that are loud as shit. Jesus. And here's what them little fuck boys look like. Ready? Slam. Yep. Big wings. Yeah. Fat bodies. They're heavy. They run they right like into giant you. Giant flies, kind of. Yes. Yes. Essentially. Fucking hate and them. They love to make that. Constant chirping scream. You get enough of them together, and it's like, holy crap, I can get a decibel meter out here, and it's as loud as the fucking inside of my cockpit. Ooh, I might actually bring out my, my meter. At Do like you have one, one on your watch? No, I got a real one. I got one. It's sitting oh, in, no, no, it's you, in you a box. A proper one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got one. It's in this, um, in this thing over here somewhere. I thought I could see it from right here, but I guess I can't. Anyway. Yeah, I got a I got a real meter. I'm gonna take it out back during this because it's supposed to start like this week or next week or something like that, and it goes on for almost a month. I mean, so it's to the like point, cherry blossoms, but the opposite. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate these. When I was, I, I, I would have to do the math here. That was. Um, 36 now this would be when i was in fourth or fifth grade maybe so what would that have made me like 11 11 10 years old ish 10, yeah 10, 10 ish. 11 years old so in what 95 ish 26 years ago yeah 95 uh, let's do it that way no you would have just been 10 spring of 95 Damn it. I'm having trouble with maths. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. Is there a 14-year one, maybe? I'll have to look it up. But when I was in fourth or fifth grade, so maybe it was that other one because the other one was about nine years. So, yeah, it's about the the same, uh, the seven-year brood or the 10-year brood or something like that. Another one that's all kinds of aerial, right? They were in the air so much that during recess, I remember running through the field behind the playground at rest at recess at my elementary school, and we were swatting them out of the air. <laughs> Damn. 
We're literally running. I remember I have a clear picture in my mind of running up to this. There's this little dirt hill. There was a tree kind of like out a little bit and then a round of dirt behind it that we just kind of like ran around. We actually used it as a base for uh, tag and whatever, but also for like baseball or something like that that we were doing in school. Right. It sounds like the generic soccer field out past the out past the playground i, exactly. I know exactly i think we had the same thing yep. yeah and that's where we all hung out was just inside those woods right and during that time i i hated them back then too but you know i was uh, a little more adventurous as a as a child that age and i was helping smack them out of the air too till i smacked one and i hit the girl that i actually had a crush on back then hit her right in the face Ooh, with a cicada face. In the face. <laughs> Where's the damp? Oh. Yeah, it was an epic fail. Dude. But think about it. And what You know when people go to like uh, upstate New York, right? During a certain time of year and they come back and their car is yellow because of mosquito remnants. Yeah. All over their car, right? Yeah. And think about that, but they're thick. They weigh a couple of ounces on their own and they are thick. They're the size of your thumb. Just about. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about right. Big bugs. That's about right. Smash in the car all day. Have hit about a dozen of those. Some bitches like, all right, I need to run the damn washers. <laughs> or I need to pull over at the gas station and get the damn squeegee out. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, did you hear about the uh, the hella big fireball in the air that they caught in uh, on dash cams in Florida? In Florida. In Florida. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, um, like what's that in the sky? Kind of thing. Floridians caught a meteor's cro- close brush with Earth. Happens all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. All the fucking I see time. Him, I see him up in the freaking cockpit all the time. That's zip, fun zip, when you're 35,000 feet at nighttime and you're in a meteor shower and you're in like the, you're like you're undercast. So there's no city lights to fuck with the stars and everything. Oh, shit. Oh, dude. Like fucking, just turn the fucking lights down in the cockpit when you're on autopilot. And you're just like watching that shit go. And just hoping one of them doesn't, you know, make it a little bit farther through and make it through your windshield. <laughs> the fun part is you see some it's like oh it's just a little quick thing you see one that burns for a while i'm like right, that some bitch had some mass too that was a little big big boy <laughs> well these ones they were talking about it like that was a it was a hell of a big one apparently not one big enough probably to be able to do like a an airburst or something like that that happened in northern russia or whatever but it <laughs> they had no idea it was coming hmm. and here's the thing folks you want to be scared talking about all these movies like even the 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 blockbuster film that i was in yep i was in deep impact right armageddon all of this this is like like you don't understand how small ultra slim of a chance that we would ever see whatever it is that kind of that is coming for us never would know yeah if elijah wood's not looking through the damn telescope with Lily sobieski <laughs> and some bitches ain't gonna see it coming all of our telescopes, our radio uh, telescopes, our visual telescopes, the Hubble is still in action. The guys on the ISS, everything that's out there right now can only view 
one percent of the sky. And begging your pardon, sir, but it's a big ass sky. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, Drew. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. He may be one of the best parts of Armageddon. Right? His yeah, character was just, it was right, perfect. I'm from Texas, and I am Mister No Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I did like him in that movie. He came on the screen. You're like, all right, <laughs> let's hang yeah, out Billy for Bob's a bit. Just like, yeah, he's like, okay. The bullshit ends here. Yeah. It's going to be entertaining as hell, but the bullshit ends here. And I do here. like how everybody else was in there, just like you would be with the, the government or any organization in general trying to keep this under wraps and that under wraps. And, you know, uh, 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 what's his name's character would say, is it this? And Billy Bobby like, yep. Everybody else is like, shit. Can you, can you say that? <laughs> He's just like, yep. They don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, ever. ever. <laughs> All right, well, you guys wouldn't be able to tell us who really killed JFK, would you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> None of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. ever. <laughs> I want to stay in the White Horse. White Horse. A White House. Oh, the Lincoln bedroom of the White House for the summer. Okay. White yeah. <laughs> House. That man's voice is so ridiculously deep. Like, I have a deep voice. <laughs> Michael but, Clark Duncan, R.I.P., sir. Amen to that. That man's voice is unnaturally low. I saw me a mouse go by, boss. That's when you're just like, all right, I have a deep voice, and I can't come anywhere nope. close to that. Nope, not at all. He's he, he's talk. got he's got an extra subwoofer going on in that yes. vocal cord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my fellow drummers, he has a butt shaker. A butt kicker, yeah. The butt kicker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what that is because of Sean. Like, Sean I remember helping OA set up. Somebody's yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. The fuck is this thing underneath your yeah, drum set? put those in their home theaters. Oh. They, they will put a butt kicker like in each seat in the couches or whatever of their home theaters, or they'll sell couches specifically for home theaters that have them built in. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a butt kicker home theater setup. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> You're giving me thoughts. Yep. <laughs> and if my wife is listening to this show, she's going to hate you like, forever. Hey, I already own a Corvette, so I know she hates me. <laughs> I was like, hey, that ship has sailed. Folks. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't ever heard, my wife's dedication to the Corvette is just as dedicated as it is to rubber ducks. Like, and if, okay. There's a slight price difference. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A lot of bit, <laughs> very <Yeah>. lot of bit, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, but yeah, this yeah, thing kickers man, in a home theater setup. How in the blue fuck did we get from asteroids to butt kickers? Asteroids, Armageddon, Michael Clark Duncan, deep voice, butt kicker subs. Jesus, so, yeah, he had subwoofers in the vocal cords, butt kicker subs. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Headshot. Well, well, thank you, Dr. Mallard. <laughs> Good job, Dougie. <laughs> I, I bring that up because my wife has been all over some NCIS lately. She's been on an NCIS binge like I've been on a Futurama binge. Probably. Did he, I didn't realize there was like, I think, seven seasons of Futurama. Damn. I didn't know there were like 12 seasons of freaking King of the Hill. I'm yeah. like, that show went on for like 97 Forever. to 2010. I'm like, get the fuck out. Really? Yeah. 
It, it would have kept going if uh, uh, what's her name hadn't Freddie died. Murphy wasn't dead. Yeah. I heard they want to bring it back, or they've been trying to bring it back. Who the fuck is without her? Yeah, I'm well, like, you can recast Luann. All right, Luann's fucking hot. <laughs> You're back watching this damn show. I'm like, you know what? I, Wait a I, minute. I, like, there's something about gals who grew up in Knock trailers. it off. Knock it the fuck off. There's something about gals who grew up in trailers, man. I tell you. <laughs> Did you just say Luann is hot? Yeah. The girl like, that, we're not talking Peggy, we're talking Luann, the blonde, the niece. The, the the animated character. Yeah, dude. Have you oh, Jesus Christ. You've never seen you've never seen hot cartoons. And like, you've never seen cartoon characters that are hot. No. I've never been attracted to an animated character. <laughs> not even Lola Bunny and Space Jam? I mean, good God, dude. <laughs> nope. Nope. Never. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I think you're I think, lying. <laughs> I think Drew is a fluffy. I think you're lying. I think Drew is a fluffy. Is that like a furry? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Uh, well, I stand by my statement. What did I call you? Fluffy. Furry. Furry. Sorry. <laughs> hey, this is pretty good. That's good shit. It's good shit. <laughs> it's only seven and a half. But so about normal IPA strength. So yeah. yeah, strong beer. Fairly strong beer. And does not taste like beer. Hmm. <laughs> Tastes like whiskey. Whiskey. Fruity whiskey. Whiskey and a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> whiskey and whiskey. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, got some stuff on here. Uh, I didn't get to actually edit these, like edit the timing on them. So some of them may have some extra talking or something at the end of it. Especially all these frog leap ones. Ah, uh, yes. Some music. <laughs> he likes to say frog name studios. Yeah, the beginning yeah, of every- that little bit, that little five second clip out in the minute, the beginning of all of them. Yep. But I did not edit. I did everything else but edit the music. <laughs> did the intro? So, It'll be fine. That intro, the intro took was me, badass. Like, the intro took me a while. We're cool with it. <laughs> that one took it's me cool. a while. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget 833-441-2220. That's 833-441-2220 or join the chat on 7600thesquawk.com. We will be right back! You're listening to the sexiest show that has ever existed. The Porch Factor. Oh, hell yeah! What up, dogs? Okay, Stone Cold makes that even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, hell yeah. yeah. Forget Turn It Up, This Is It, Stone Cold. <laughs> yes. I tried to find out. I tried to find uh, Turn It Up, This Is It. You'd have to go rip it from one of our old show files. Yeah, because I can't. I don't even know where it came from when I got that, that file originally when I ver- for made that very first one. 
eons ago now. Another lifetime ago. Exactly. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pitch Factor. 7600thesquawk.com. I am Ron. I am Drew. And I'm having Dr. Pepper instead because that one actually provided a little... Dude, I am a fucking lightweight. <laughs> I well, used dude, that's to... what happens when you drop a bill, man. <laughs> Is this how y'all been... <laughs> well, not you. You're, you're a lush. No, I'm, I'm a lush and a half. <laughs> <laughs> My liver, even... like the next morning after a show, is just like you're a fucking asshole. You know that? <laughs> My liver is just like Argh! eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I'm being a good boy because I have to fly tomorrow, folks. Potentially. <laughs> so yeah, that's I'm the annoying not, bit. Is potentially, like, so you know, folks. If I'm tearing it up with freaking whatever I'm having, then I'm not flying the next day. I am not Denzel. I don't work that way. Ooh. I good. play like a good boy when it comes to that shit, because who knows who's going to be on your airplane. It was a good flick. Yeah, <laughs> damn right. I'm like, how did he not get an Oscar for that one? Right? <laughs> <sighs> Tell me he got an Oscar for what was the uh, John Q? Uh, he might have. Please tell me he did. Look that up. Would I know you he please? got one from Malcolm X. And I'm pretty sure he yet did. another one. To, he yeah. better damn straight better have gotten one. Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure he got one for that. <laughs> but John Q. That was a good one. Bruh. That was a good one. It's there good. were a few. There, there were a few really good actors in that. But I think James Woods is in there. Yeah. I think I think Anne Hayes. I'm like she's under she's underappreciated, folks. Like she's actually pretty good in everything I've ever seen her in. One hundred percent. Yeah. So. So whatever. Mm. That's how we get off on tangents, folks. Somebody mentioned something. I was like, oh, yeah, and this and that. And it's like, okay. And then 20 minutes later, we're going, the fuck are we talking about now? <laughs> I love we will it. never like, change. Let me and, finish and try, the freaking story. Change, right? we'll, yeah, we will never change. We try to change. We're going to betray what we are and who we are. So, all right. So apparently people are stealing Legos. And this makes me want to go get all my Legos out of my, uh, I think I still have them in the attic, maybe somewhere. Uh, the French police, like this is Lego larceny straight up. The French police have been investigating an international ring of toy thieves with a particular affinity for the colorful interlocking bricks, according to the recent report from the Guardian. No problem. It's gone to NPR in the garden. Okay. Uh, in this case, three suspects were caught taking boxes of Legos from a toy shop in Paris with the goal of selling them in Poland. Huh? So apparently Poland is in the black market Lego uh, ring. Maybe is Poland in the EU. That might, ex- if they're not, that might explain. I think they are, but I'm not sure. Do you get a value added tax or something? I, I would assume it's various importations and all kinds of shit. It it's is like, for, it's like you can get something in one country and literally the neighboring one. You can't Poland and is it's in like the mundane EU. stuff like like Legos. You wouldn't think that it's not like, OK, alcohol or other you know tobacco or anything like that. No, it's Legos. I mean, we're thinking this toys. Poland you, is in the in the union. OK. 
Maybe there's some importation deal or something that's like... (laughs) And it's not just Europe. Lego robberies have happened in the U.S. as well. A man in Oregon was arrested after local police suspected he stole $7,500 worth of Lego toy sets. So basically 10 Millennium Falcons. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Painfully accurate, actually. (laughs) Dude, I I was on layover in Minneapolis. We stay right across the street from the Mall of America. So I went to go have lunch over there, and like right inside the door is the Lego store. So I'm sitting here like, oh, cool, go walk in, have a look at all the new shit. They got one of those things assembled, the giant Millennium Falcon model. Some bitch is like $700, $800 or whatever. The fucking box that thing comes in is massive. Like they got to use like an 18-wheeler to drop it off like, at your house? Like twice <laughs> the size of my computer at least. God dang. I mean, it's a crate. It's How- all made out of cardboard. But some bitch, I'm like, Jesus, I'm looking at this going, I'm like, I, I, could, I could, you could put a tire a full-size car tire, basically, inside this damn box. Hey, Drew, back up just a little bit. How big is your fucking computer? Uh, like, normal desktop size. I mean... Because you said that, it was twice the size of your computer. Because I'm just like, okay, looking for something that... Yeah, like like normal desktop size. And, like, literally just two of those. And it's about at least as big as this box. Uh, yeah, the box is at least that big. All right. It's like yeah, it's. I remember I used to have one of those little shuttle desktops back in college. Little like I had that. Ones. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those. I had one of those. Okay, it's like four of those at least. Okay, <laughs> but no, it's like it's it's like normal desktop size. So basically, take two of those, and that box is at least that size. It's well, not. I don't have like a huge gaming PC thing. Like you know the neat clear ones that are like all lit mine. up inside that everybody gets nowadays. Like, yeah, like I'd mine. love to have one of those. But <laughs> oh yeah, and so like my new one, the one that I have now currently is uh, is a uh, uh, what's known as a mid tower, and okay. those are the ones that people have been building for a long time. But the ones that I had built before that one <laughs> were all full tower ones. Those things are fucking huge. They're a solid two and a half feet tall. Yeah, I guess, okay, it's, so it's, my computer is, like, not quite as tall as my arm. Like, okay, it's, like, there, elbow that's, to, that's like, That's a mid-tower, yeah. Mid-tower, okay. Yeah, that's so, yeah, right. two of those at least. Do, do Probably that. Probably closer to three. Do that and add that. Damn. Elbow to finger here. Yeah. So, that's and then about, add another couple inches on top of it. Damn. Yeah. That's a full tower. Those were where yeah. most of my builds were. Yeah. It was a little so, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, elbow to, elbow to here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah mid tower. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. And then like, yeah, like my hand worth what uh, width wise. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So I mean, at least two of those, if not like two and a half, three of those. Well, fit. apparently, there's a lot of lot of money in Legos. They're not cheap. Well, and then these sets yeah. come out that are like limited editions, right? And they instantly become collectors' items. And I, I give it to Lego for that because, you know, think of it like Barbie. Yeah. Or um, trying to think some other ones that would be like that. Tie. Remember the tie bears? Oh, the Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beanie Babies. Um, oh, Folks, you really don't know how fucking long ago the 90s were. <laughs> Dude, shut up. The 90s oh, were like five dude. years ago to us. It feels like that, but he literally goes, oh, it was north of 20 years ago now. There are kids now who are getting old enough to drink this year who yeah. weren't born in the 90s. Yeah. My, my cousin is turns 21 this fall. 
this kid was I'm like I'm like I'm like dude you have no idea what the 90s were like it was like oh man <laughs> trying to explain it there is very much a generational gap it was just like hey, bro I'm in my mid 30s and this kid just turned 21 he's now at Baylor right now and I'm like dude you have no idea you have no clue you have no idea no ideas you know what the really painful part of it is is that now at our age we completely understand our parents when we were growing up. Yeah. And they were like, you don't, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. <laughs> Knock it off. You don't know shit. What's this <laughs> newfangled bullshit you're into? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we, we wish for you know, simpler times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're you saying this, computers. Right? <laughs> we're now saying the same goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we got old. And it's like, we like we're never going to get old. We're not going to be our parents. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I always knew that I was going to be my dad. Yeah. I even have the oh. forgetful, you know, short-term memory stroke or not. I still have a very forgetful short-term memory, just like my father. Pretty much. I am a walking version, a younger version of my father, but I have the same age of brain as my father. Who's in his seventies. That's saying something. <laughs> so apparently there's a whole black market for these for the lego bricks right uh it's very different very difficult to prove that there's a black market however there's an enormous amount of collectors out there who are missing out on certain sets right now and they're willing to pay a lot of money for these they don't understand what black market means black market would be associated with what you were saying if there was a country where they couldn't be imported legally yeah. For whatever reason, uh, U.S. based company, we can't bring U.S. products into this country. You know, okay, okay. Yeah, that's black that's market. The fun part is you go to like uh, some like opticsplanet.com or something. You want to go by like red dot sites or something for your guns, and it's like okay. Then there's like this importation thing. Is that like, oh, yeah? We can only ship this to the U.S. Right. Yeah. That kind exactly. of shit. It's like, okay. Say for example, okay, if you're in I don't know Poland or whatever, for example, and you own an AR-15 or something else with you know an equivalent the the same mounting system on the top, the Picatinny rail, and you want to buy a red dot sight for your whatever your rifle is, like oh nope, you know you, <laughs> there are only certain brands you can do it, and then it's Elcan out of Canada or whatever is one of the few brands that can actually be shipped elsewhere but the states you get all this you know stuff like i got it's like nope yep <laughs> only we in the states stupid. can enjoy this shit and it does it's not even actually thing that shoots anything it's literally just a fucking optic you can put on anything right i can understand some of the things being on itar completely understand yeah. but little accessories like that y'all can eat a bag of dicks yeah it's not a barrel it's not a trigger assembly it's not right yeah, it, it's a fucking optic. It's it's a it, it's a fucking red dot deal. It's a couple of lenses and an LED and a battery. I have one on my freaking airsoft pistol. Okay, calm down. It's fucking obnoxious. The whole thing's fucking obnoxious. Yeah, so, I mean, it's yeah, where we're is, talking. Yeah, it's, so they're importing them to. You said it was Poland. They stole yeah, them. Yeah, they stole so them in to import them to Poland. To import Stolen them in France, Poland. getting shipped to Poland. Okay, so France, Germany, Poland. Okay, so basically yes. they just got to cross Germany. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Mm. <laughs> it's a little better than it was once was. <laughs> mm. So was the Lego Cafe Corner, a set released in 2007 for about 150 bucks back in 2007, can nowadays run up set. to three thousand dollars if kept in its original condition. 
Some sellers are asking for more than $3,500 for an unopened set of the Lego Millennium Falcon. Like you were talking about. Yeah, the, the new, the one they're, they're currently making. Yeah. 750 bucks. 700 or 800 bucks, one of the two. Is it, now, so the Star Destroyer is, like, is slightly less money. I think one's 700, one's 800. I think this is either 600 or 700. But yeah, the, the, both of those things are like like gigantic boxes. Like 4,000 pieces of these sets. It's fucking huge. So because of all this covert horse shit, Lego saw 100% rise in sales over the last year. <laughs> I got to say, I'd have been buying oh. Lego sets last year, too, if I had a place to put them when I was done. That's the thing, because you look at the fucking Star Destroyer and Millennium Falcon, so they just, <laughs> they're three and a half, four feet long. I'm like, where am I going to put this when I'm done? Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like Tom's got his room full of cars and airplane models and everything that he's built. I'm like, okay, you need a whole room like that just for one project when you're done. It's like me now. Right, so you remember when we lived together, um, and you've been over to my house a multitude of times. You know how many rando trinkets and stuff that I have, stuff that I never touch. It's literally sitting in a bag. Like, oh, you have that? Yeah, on a rainy fucking day, I have that. Yeah. Do I ever touch it? No. So something's happened in my brain over the last five years or so. It's kind of like, kind of like letting go of all of the old ways type of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what I mean by that is getting rid of a lot of stuff, like doing spring cleaning, right? Legitimate, not just, you know, wiping down walls and, and shampooing carpets and stuff, clearing out shit. You know, you don't need anymore and stuff that I know that I would want to keep but I got to get rid of it. Yeah. I have a desire. Unless you buy a storage unit, there's nowhere to put it. And I no, not even that. I got plenty of places. I've got three places downstairs in this house right now that are not at all full that I could store stuff. I have a storage room out back of my house underneath my sunroom. That's very large and in charge. And it's wall lined the middle. I mean, you can go in there and set up a table and, you know, have tea. I'm just getting rid of a lot and everything in that said storage room we use, you know, it's like where your decorations go and your suitcases, things that you don't want in the front of your face all the time because you don't use them very often. Right. But the stuff that's out there, like I, you know, I'm going to keep that because it's usable. It's just not usable all the time. Some of the other stuff that I've had, like even in the closet here in the recording studio um, or underneath the stairs in the live room of the studio, it you know it was just a bunch of shit that i never touched it has no real sentimental value it has no monetary value it's not in some perfect pristine condition with the tag still on it from sears in 1987 so why do i need it and then i trashed it i don't like to throw shit out either i mean it's i'm like it's the old have you used it in the last five years like or three years or you know whatever time frame you want is like okay that's that's usually the the toss or keep standard and i'm sitting here going well there's a bunch of shit i haven't used in five years <laughs> like but i am never throwing away when i was cleaning out underneath the stairs uh i i had a rule if i was excited to see it i kept it for a second review yeah if i was just like ah eh, 
whatever. Or just passed, it was immediately out. But if I went, oh man, I forgot that, you know, or something like that, I keep it for another review. And if I decided to keep it, okay, I kept it. Then there was a lot of things that obviously I bought my childhood home from my parents, right? Yeah. So a lot of it conveyed <laughs> from my parents. Love you, parents. But you left all your shit here. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to sort through a bunch of shit that isn't even mine. Yeah. You make that decision. It's like, eh. it's like, yeah, I remember seeing this 30 fucking years ago and I haven't been carrying it with me. <laughs> Just saying. But, yeah, you know, OK, so I cleaned all that up and I got rid of it. So there's one thing downsizing the shit out of all of all my shit and having a place for it all to go. You know what I'm saying? So like even here in the studio, everything has a place. This has a spot up here, everything that I need to have that goes in this little storage uh, cabinet right here, that shelf, all the stuff that's in here. There's not a whole lot in there anymore. You know, that kind of thing. Everything's got a spot and everything gets put away. Right. I don't just have piles of shit like I used to have. Remember that townhouse that I had in Winchester? There was shit all over the fucking place. I just didn't have enough storage for all my shit. Why was I keeping that shit? You know, so downsize one, two cloud adoption. I've been an IT guy now for 12 years, professional IT guy now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised on Windows. So I know how to do Windows server everything that you can think of doing with the server. I probably know how to do it, or I know enough of the world that I can find out what I need to do to make it happen, whatever you want it to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always wanted to be on what we call on-prem or on-premise. Mm-hmm. server bare metal in a rack with an air conditioning unit and a power supply networking all that jazz that's what i want right i have found during that same time frame somehow i went from wanting that bare metal in my storage room or in my it closet with a hell of an air conditioning unit to not wanting any of it I want a wireless access point or in a office standpoint, a series of them hardwired for the network on the desks. Mm -hmm. And I guess some printers and that's it. That's all I want. I don't want racks and nothing. My it closet would literally be a closet. Yeah. Not a room, not a secure room, a fucking closet. And this is like, like, you don't understand. This is a mind shift for me. Now I want, uh, for those of you that are also IT people, I want Azure, which is Microsoft's in the cloud infrastructure, right? Azure Active Directory. I'm an, uh, an Active Directory engineer. I want Azure Active Directory in the cloud, right? I want all my management stuff for like the endpoints, cell phones, desktops, laptops, whatever in a thing called Intune. Now they call it Microsoft Endpoint Manager, but uh, Intune. Everything's controlled on the web. So when I need to control your computer, you turn it the fuck on and get on the internet. 
and Ron can take over. Okay, dupe, dupe your screen, type, move the mouse, etc. From his end, exactly. Fix whatever it is that's going Send on. You he doesn't file. tell you over the phone. Try this. Try this. Like, nope. I can get in there. Blah, 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 boom. Five minutes. You're done. And I don't have to require you to be on VPN. Yeah. For those of you who do not know what VPN is, <coughs> VPN stands for Virtualized Private Network. Basically, you have an access to the internet, but everybody can see your internet traffic. They can stop it. They can sniff it. They can see where you're going and what you're looking at unless you're using a VPN. And a VPN is basically a secure little tunnel that only has you in it, right? And you're going from point A to point B. And even though from point A to point B is point, you know, A point two, three, four, five, you know, different routers and switches and shit that you got to go through to reach for me from Woodbridge to Herndon. Right to my office in Herndon. But that that tunnel that it goes through is literally called a tunnel and it's blanked out. Nobody else can see what I'm doing. Okay, cool. Well, when when you're on prem and you have Active Directory on prem, all your policies are on prem, you're sniffing so you can make sure that bad guys aren't on your network and, you know, yeah. sending shit out or transmitting whatever or stealing your shit or whatever. You have to go through VPN mm-hmm. if you're not physically in the office. Okay, so now we're all out of the office. All of yeah. us, except for two people, our front desk person who's coordinating just, you know, connections and meetings and events and stuff like that. <laughs> and our facilities guy who also does our mailroom stuff. And they're the only ones in the office. The other 400 employees that we have, we're all over the fucking place. And we all work together every single day by having an internet connection. And that's it. So we're moving everything into the cloud slowly. But moving everything in the cloud. I did one this weekend, a little change this weekend. That makes me so fucking happy. Because it's one of the biggest things on our own network that I don't have to worry about anymore. It's gone. Well, right now it's gone. It's being decommissioned over time, but it's not used. So one of the biggest pains in my ass is now in the internet. And I don't even need to give you a special access like card thing or some RSA token and and all this. No. It's through fucking Microsoft. You log into a website, and if we want two-factor authentication, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, and you don't have two-factor authentication set up on all your shit, you're broken. You have been pwned. Fix it. Everything you got. Gmail. AOL email. If you still have AOL, it has two-factor authentication. Facebook. YouTube. I don't care what you use Instagram. All of them have two factor authentication. Use it because if you're not using it, you're getting pwned. Somebody is stealing your shit. Just assume someone's stealing your shit. Figure out how to stop them. Stop them. That's it. That is security in a nutshell. Okay. So in the cloud, that is so fucking easy. Drew user joins my company. I create Drew user and I hit save. And that's it. Oh, you need access to this because you work for this department. Put you in the department's group and click save. 
by default, we require multi-factor authentication stuff. So as soon as you log on for the very first time, it's like, hey, we need you to do two-factor enroll, you know, however you want to, text message, email, uh, the third-party applications. Yeah, or I think it's, we have Duo or something like that. Am I Duo works. Some, yeah, that same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, just make sure that, yeah, this is you. I send you a little thing on your phone. It's an app. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, uh, by the push. way, yeah, someone and someone wants to log in. It's like, we have to do this to change our passwords every three months. Right. That's the only time we ever actually use it, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's 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 the way. I mean, that's that's how you fix it up. So like, we've had every major company does penetration testing. Giggity penises. Um, yeah. They do penetration testing, which is basically a controlled thing where a ethical hacker tries mm-hmm. to get into your shit, and if he Why gets that? into your shit, how? So we can fix it kind of thing right you ever see the movie sneakers folks with robert redford there you go great fucking great another flick. underappreciated movie yes <laughs> agreed mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that was their whole thing it's like, okay it's not i don't it was, it was hacking but it was also physical break-ins too physical, like, yeah. this is physical this movie's security 30 this is maybe 30 plus this 30 years ago so it was yeah. like yeah it was a different computers were brand fucking new <laughs> yeah, it was a very different time with computers. Yes. So this is, is computers and also uh, that was another neat thing about that movie. Is, oh, yeah, we figured out a way to hack any computer in the world, crack any password ever, and we hardwired it onto this chip. It's hidden in a fucking <laughs> it's hidden in the fucking answering machine. How 90s is this? Very. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, all you got to do is big dink. And I'm like, oh, now we just hacked the Federal Reserve or, yes. you know, the freaking air traffic control system. They, they test all kinds of like stuff is impossible to freaking hack. I was like, oh, yeah, Federal Reserve. Boom. Bam. We're in. I'm like. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, 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 what you call it? Um, help. Name of the movie. Game. Um, holy fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, war Games. Oh, yeah. You go back another 10 years. <laughs> right. So take war games like uh, when they were talking about the programming and stuff and how the guys were saying, yeah, we always have back doors. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Yeah. There, there are back doors. Yeah. Microsoft who design a system always want to have a way to get in there beyond all the added security that the end user adds to the deal so they can get in and fix whatever the fucking problem is. Yeah. Fix it from all that security that you put it on because yeah, you all this extra bullshit shit. you put on top of what I built. What I built was fine. You put all this other shit on there and now the fucking building's falling. Right. Now you <laughs> I need to get the fuck in so I can fix it. You've bricked all your own shit. <laughs> Dumbass. So where was I going with that? I hate that. Here we go again. Sorry. A white hat hacker uh, to test the. Uh, you're talking about white hat hackers to test a uh, system for penetration. Ah, uh, yes. So the penetration tests, <clears throat> they happen kind of at random. We have some like, you know, set up ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're doing it on this date. This, you know, so basically just letting you know so you can when you see something funky. Hey, what the hell is that kind of thing? Which you should be like that every single day. But anyway, where it's like Saturday night, like, you know, like a night like this, we're all on the radio show and my phone says, you know, uh, for an approval to log in to my work computer or to a server or to Microsoft.com. And I'm like, no, I didn't try to do this why is somebody trying why am i getting the second step of the two-factor authentication nope like (laughs) nope denied denied (laughs) 
And I'll, I'll, like, I got one when we did the last test and I messaged our CEO. See, I love being a small company. I was able to message my CISO. Chief Information Security Officer. A C-level, like C-E-O, C-F-O, yeah, I mean, C-I-S-O. Yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, many Chiefs. How? Um, and I'm able, I was literally texted him and I said, bruh. <laughs> Dude. Is there a test going on right now? He goes, why? I said, because I just got a two-factor authentication request on my phone and I ain't anywhere near my stuff. He's like, very nice. I was like, okay, thank you for, yeah. Okay, so we got penetration tested. Got it. <laughs> it was like somebody tried to get in and it wasn't me. No, nope, wasn't me. <laughs> I've had that happen a few times on Facebook and YouTube, or not, not uh, Twitter. Uh-huh. I think my Twitter account actually got hacked one time. It was like somebody's like like somewhere in Eastern Europe or whatever or something. And all of a sudden, it was, it was like somebody logging in on your Twitter account from Eastern Europe. I'm like, is that you? I'm like, no, it's not me. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in North America right now, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm in the same place I've been for a long time. <laughs> I, was, I was like, but I was like, as an airline pilot, I was like, no, I wasn't. On va- I wasn't working. wasn't on vacation. Whether you know. That was another fun thing. It's like, oh, yeah, because as much as I damn travel, I ended up getting a special credit card with, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, the bank's like, oh, yeah, this is shit that lets you know, you know, the travel credit card or whatever. So it's like, oh, yeah, when you get use it in Mexico or Canada or the Bahamas or wherever, oh, it's not, we don't automatically think, oh, somebody stole this thing. Because <laughs> that would happen to me all the time. I was like, I'd go buy dinner on a layover in the Bahamas and all of a sudden I get back and go buy groceries the next day at Walmart or whatever. And then all of a sudden my credit card didn't work. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah, it was like, it was like somebody was, you know, buying shit with your credit card in the Bahamas. I'm like, yeah, that was me, goddamn. I'm an me. airline pilot. <laughs> or like when they got really hardcore about it, and you would get gas for like five bucks up north, where it was way more expensive, and you did that just enough so you can get back down here, where it was like forty cents a gallon less. Spend yeah, so five dollars up there, and then a lot, of and gas. a lot of gas, and they turn your shit off right then. You're like, it was me. <laughs> I've had times where like the scanner doesn't work perfectly, so it's like or it's like something happened. Or another fun thing is, oh yeah, I was in. I just happened just last week or whatever. I'm driving down to College Station for jury duty, and I go get the gas up nice. the car, and I'm like, and I'm in the I'm in the Volkswagen that takes regular gas, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm I'm so used to gassing up the Corvette because I drive it more than the Volkswagen. I hit the premium thing on the button on the pump and i'm like I, I i like i start pumping i get like two gallons in and i'm like oh fuck that's the wrong one a gallon exactly or exactly thankfully it's only what and i'm like oh wait yeah it's like the same damn car being used at the same gas station that damn quick it's like oh no hang on a second it's like in my phone my bank app on my phone pops up and says all right is this you trying to use your card yes yes like the little text messages So speaking of being pwned, have you ever been to have I been pwned.com? No. Go to have I been pwned.com. And for the viewers, not listeners, listeners, if you're listening, go to have I been pwned.com because it's the 21st century. And when you listen to us and you go to another page or something like that, like PWNED, PWNED. Yep. Have (laughs) I been pwned? You're about to get pwned. Have I been wrecked? So for the uh, the listeners at home, oh, wrong one. 
I need to switch. Where is the browser one? There it is. Uh, have I been pwned? There it is. Yeah, we'll start it. Okay. Have I been pwned.com. Check have your been emails, been hacked, etc. So obviously I'm sharing it on ours because it is, uh, you know, I've got our email in there, info at 7600thesquawk.com. Yeah. Good news. No pwnage found. <laughs> put in your own, obviously don't share it on the screen, but put it in, you put in your own email address. Yeah. Like I'll do one for my other company. Info. Bruh. <laughs> Typos. Have I been pwned? No pwnage. Yay. No, I'm not going to put in like, I, I know my personal email. One of my personal mm-hmm. emails has been pwned over time. Uh, let me see if I can do this without you guys being able to see it. You can try to censor the the data field for yeah, the yeah. actual email, the email address. Yeah. Here we go. So this is what it looks like when you've oh, been no. pwned. Oh no, pwned. I fourteen was data breaches and fourteen data no breaches. But think about it. So it no paste. So it's in no paste bin and no paste buckets. But. It's pwned in a whole bunch of different places, like uh, today. I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, Adobe, but mm. back in 2013, November yeah, of 2020, that's probably the most recent one. Mid 2012 um, from Dropbox. Yeah. October 2019 at something. Evite. Evite. Right? Yeah, Eve, Evite. Yep. In April 19. Kickstarter in 2014, My Fitness Pal, Under Armor, yeah. MySpace, all the way back in 2008. Damn! So Remember I'm, MySpace, folks? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> March of this year, Park Mobile. It told me I was on a spam list that was found yeah. by a Russian group. Park Mobile, Reverb Nation, Sonic Bids, all these places that have had some sort of pwn. It will tell hmm. you that your email was found in whatever the pwnage was and basically they got all the information what what data was compromised your email your password hints the passwords and usernames here email address and passwords here employers geographic locations job titles blah 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 that was from um, everything a pdl customer who probably does it for um several different you know organizations social media etc etc Email address, passwords. Here we go. Evite, date of birth, email address, gendered name, passwords, phone numbers, and physical. Basically, everything that Every they Every damn get, thing. Gone. Pwned. So when you see that, um, you can say that, okay, yeah, I've been pwned. I need to, like, you know, change my password and some of those, like, more normal things, right? Uh, and then there are some that you'll find in there, like Adobe, a different one that Adobe had my account wasn't involved in. Uh, was email address, passwords, et cetera, et cetera, but also stored credit card information. And if your email is associated with the account on there and they do have that ability to save card files and they do it personally. So, uh, okay, take it like this. I have a company, right? My uh, my uh, Uber Jotter detail thing. Mm-hmm. You do have the ability to save your card on file, with my company, but my company doesn't handle any of the information. It's done through Square. Okay. 
Yeah, the the scanner, the little scanner that hooks into tablets and phones and shit. Right. Or if you do it right through my website. Yeah. You book a session, you're booking it on the calendar on my, you know, on my website, but through my Square, like Square does everything for me. Square does the scheduling applications, does everything on the web, does all the credit cards. I can do it right in front of you. I can take cash and throw it in the information to do my booking. Uh, my W-2s, I can pay my employees through it and say, dude, it does pretty much everything. CRM and uh, um, uh, customer resource management and uh, uh, employee resource management. Nice. So CRM and DRM in one package, and they do not charge you for it directly, like heads up. They do a little, you know, like uh, percentages off your sales okay, and cash flow, but it's like low percentages. It's like 2%. It's like 2.9 or something that crazy. Ain't bad low. At all. No, it's low as fuck. Nice. Yeah. And they give you all this shit, and it's automated, and it's free. Well, included, of course. Yeah, it's rolled in. Yeah. But there's no monthly charge. There's no yearly commitments, no contracts to sign. All of their applications, their web applications and stuff like that, they're all free or included, of course. I'm going to keep saying free, but you know what I mean? Gratis. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and even if you use the free version, it's free. Yeah. You can get the little readers and stuff like that. There's like the new age readers, which are low power Bluetooth ones that they do the chip, right? So you do the chip or you can just oh, do yeah. a tap even, you know, it's just a little block. It's like that long. You go click. Well, they work with Apple pay. I still haven't yeah. set that up because I'm still gun shy as hell about. Putting, oh, I yeah. don't use it on my watch. I do use it on the NFC on the, the phone itself. I okay. use that. Like I still haven't even set that up every day. Yeah. I love I'm it. I'm still gun shy as hell. Now, if I went to Black Hat or something like that, uh, uh, Black Hat is uh, like the, the conference for hackers. They do in uh, in, uh, in uh, Las Vegas every year. Well, I don't know if they did it last year. Well, yeah, but it's usually in there. You know year. what I mean. Yeah. Um, they did. Uh, there's an active shooting, active event shooting in Brown County, Wisconsin. Mm. If you can look that up. The reason that I got the information from that is because uh, Scanner Radio Gives you okay. a, a thing and says, hey, this is some crazy shit's going on. Uh, <laughs> listener in Lutz, Florida. Where the fuck is Lutz, Florida? Listener from no Lutz, idea. if you are, are still listening, give us a call. 833-441-2220. Oh, in Kenosha. Oh, Kenosha. Oh, no, that's days, no, that's days ago. Hang on. That was 419. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lutz. Well, it's is not showing north- up on Twitter anyway. At least not yet. Lutz is north of Tampa. Okay, I don't, I don't know anybody that lives there. Maybe hmm. I don't know. Anyway, well, if you're listening, you want to say hi, you do it on the chat or give us a call eight three three four four one twenty two twenty. The hell's going on with my keyboard, brah, 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 brah. So yeah. Go to haveibenpwned.com. Obviously, we don't make money on any of this stuff that we yep. talk about here. What was the other thing me- I was talking about? I was like, this is banging. Use this. Uh, square? Square. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Square. If you got a small <laughs> business, you need to get your cash flow going and 
be able to charge credit cards and shit like that. Apparently, this is a really useful feature and really useful resource. Uh, what was the name of that show? Um, ah, yeah. Do you remember the Duggars? The Duggars. Josh Duggar. From that stupid fucking TV show, uh, oh, 19, like, 19 Kids and like Counting. 19 Kids. Yeah, 19 Kids and Counting. He was arrested. Jesus. On what charge? Come on, think about it. Child abuse? Child porn. Have you oh, ever snap? Have you ever seen a picture of this bitch? Not lately. I don't right. remember what he looks like. I'm going to show you a picture of him because then you're going to be like, "Yeah, I can see the child porn going, you know, it just every once in a while you do get that that profiling is necessary." <laughs> okay? Oh. oh, we're still on my, God. we're still on our even phone. He is like, God wrong tab. <laughs> uh, I opened up another whole window it's, it's here. It's like inside my head. There's 14 different tabs opening and I can't okay. figure out where the, de- where the music is coming from. <laughs> oh, I lost my connection. That was me this time. Thank you. We're actually recording. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, fast.com. I might actually be off the internets. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I was off the internets for a little bit. That was me. Okay. Anyway, all right. Okay, so, it's, yeah, I was making a joke about, oh yeah, there's 48 tabs open and I can't figure out where the damn music is. Yeah, where the music's coming from. There you go. <laughs> yeah, kind of totally see the child porn. Federal. Like, oh, lovely. Yeah. Federal. Oh, it was taken off the air six years ago because it, <laughs> yeah, to oh, his Lord. sexual revelations. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. U.S. Marshals got him in our Kansas. Oh, lovely. This is like when uh, Jenny showed I'm like, Has that woman ever like not had a is it a woman ever not been pregnant? I mean, seriously, it's, I, I think I like ever watching a couple of the shows and everything, and one of the daughters was just like, again, yeah. <laughs> I was like, was that woman ever not pregnant the whole time it's they've like, been married? <laughs> do we can we not have this going on <laughs> in our lives again? <laughs> like, dude, get off her. <laughs> he's trying. He's like one of those dudes from the shows, like uh, like NCIS or something like that, where he's constantly having sex with his wife to try to birth the perfect child for him to molest. Oh Lord! Like she has to look. That sounds like, like a, something from Law and Order SVU or something. Exactly. As sirens go by in the background, fucking fire station. Up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Ah, there they are. <laughs> well, that was on cue. <laughs> Perfect timing. It was the fire department, not the cops. But yeah. fire department. I got a firehouse right up the street from me. <laughs> the only way for them to drive out of the thing is to come down my my side of the street. <sighs> Folks, we can't script this shit. Sometimes that just happens. Tense. 
Oh yeah. man! So we that guy. Something off with him. It's just yeah. Something, 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 something ain't right. Something I don't know what 100%. it is. Something ain't. It's just something the radar 100%. just starts beeping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, here's a good one. This makes me want to go into the military so badly. Do you know what the Space Force members are going to be called? Spacemen? No. It's, it's pretty close to as good. Space cadets? <laughs> Space cadet. No. <coughs> Starship troopers? Guardians. Really? Fuck yeah. So what are they called? So Coast Guardsmen and Guardians was just like Guardians was just too obvious for the Coast Guard. Like, no, okay, we're not going to call them that. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, they they uh, they will be called the Guardians. So the Guardsmen and the Guardians. Interesting. That's not going to be confusing at all. And then grunts and squiddies. Right. Okay, we're talking nicknames or official names. Here? No, this will be the official monikers. Okay, so okay, so we've got guardsmen, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians. Guardians. Guardsmen and guardians. Yeah, that won't get be confusing at all. Never. Yeah, some but cops now- can be like, "Okay, this is a fake military ID, son. Get me out of the car. Step out of the car." <laughs> Yeah, I'm a guardian. You're a what? Uh, uh, <laughs> you're a I, what? I gotta go to Mars later. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to like, days like we, that. We're gonna have all kinds of memes coming up about this one. It's like, oh yeah. Gonna, this, yeah there, there are a couple of funny military pages I follow on Facebook. It's like I'm pretty sure there's gonna be one of these it's before very long. Guaranteed. Uh, apparently, it was like announced way back by. Um, Vice President Pence, right? Yeah. But then he get finally officially monikered. Like that is the moniker. It finally got accepted. It probably had to go through like a billion fucking subcommittees and that committee and this committee. Yeah, so we don't have a Bodie McBoatface. So we don't have a Bodie McBoatface situation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go put the internet out there. Let them name the some bitches. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. Yes. <laughs> the internet never disappoints nope, folks. not once <laughs> if you're looking for something shocking offensive but ultimately hilarious the internet will never let you down <laughs> nope and the minute something bad happens that's like you know it's it sucks for humans yeah. you know whatever it is big explosion fireworks yeah you know earthquake hurricane tsunami whatever it is massive explosion on the docks in lebanon or there you go yeah 15 seconds later there's already a meme that is really not good don't do that oh my god it's like this is not remotely funny but they made it funny yes the internet made it funny oh like uh okay let me see if i can find this one uh yeah it was really fucked up yeah by the way the atf the main atf memes page gone (laughs) oh is it really yeah i I just looked for i was like why am i because i get like notifications every time like various groups i follow you know somebody uploads some some so the other ones are still going the other two i'm like but that one's gone and i'm like i haven't seen anything for it like a week or two and i'm like why is that like, did everybody run out of ideas already? No. It got deep sixed. No shit. So there's like two smaller ones that are still going, but like the main one, gone. 
Thank oh, God I, I saved all that shit. <laughs> it's like anytime I find something funny, I'm just like save, 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 save. I'm replacing your meme with a ha ha. <laughs> like <it's> like <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Golden Idol is like, I've got a ha ha. I'm about to take your fucking meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I think the one that I had was gone now. Oh, the, the meme group you're thinking of? Yeah. Oh shit! Humans against humanity is that the yeah, one? Yeah, here it is. No, it's still Did here. I get the- oh, it's still going. Yep, it's still there. Okay. Oh, I'm not so going to show that one. That one's actually really bad. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's like, this is like, like, there's like dank memes and a whole bunch of these yeah. great meme pages that have all come and gone because some Karen got or some snowflake got offended by it. I'm like, meanwhile, they put it in the description of this. This is this is meant to be offensive. It's like this is not for the people. Right. It's like if you're easily offended, this group is not for you. Stay away. <laughs> and I'm like. Oh like, yeah, my like, God. Don't go away mad, just go away. Don't, you know, don't ruin the fun for everybody else who has a sick sense of humor. Exactly. All right, I found 3 that I do like. There's there are 2 that when I was looking through this, I'll send them to you. But <laughs> I like mm. uh, even I'm not going to show it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Too risque for this show. That's, that's saying some folks. That's saying a lot, y'all. <laughs> that's a Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these are ones that I've shared before, but I'll, I'll do it in order of, of holy shit. Ascending order, I'm assuming. It's like you ascending, build this up. ascending. Of course. Come on. He's like, I've never done a radio. She's like, I've never done a radio. radio before. <laughs> <laughs> Linger a little bit. Lingy. All right. Here we go. Oh, snap. For those of you who are on Radio Land, it's You're missing out. We're not going to explain it. (laughs) You missed out. I got to explain it. At least a little bit. Yeah. The meme is come cooled PC, and it's somebody with the water cooling, but their their liquid that they have in all the pipes is rather milky white. It's milky white. (laughs) So it is a come cooled PC. So here's here's let's move it on and moving on up to the next one. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. Oh, it's yeah. oh, you have to resize it. Yep. <laughs> Joey from Friends. I love that meme. That, yeah. that, that meme format has been used for so much brilliance. Over the years. It really has. So it says <laughs> when you buy a clock from Iraq and it says 10 and Joey's sitting there, he's got a smile on his face. And then the next one below is uh, nine fifty nine, and he's got the holy fuck look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I need to finally get to the point where we're no longer just laughing at me. I actually need to start making memes. I was like, I just because there are like meme maker, there are various other websites where okay, oh, you yeah. get all the different templates, and it's anyway, and then you go fill in your own shit. I'm like, I need to actually start making memes mm-hmm. at some point. Like, I need to start contributing rather than just being a leech and just laughing my ass off at other people's creations and being the overshare. Yeah. The oversharing man. I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to share the shit I made. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. Ready? This one is one's probably the second most fucked up one I've seen on that one. Now, the people that are seeing this, like the, the our viewers and stuff like that, and our listeners, probably not most of them are going to understand the reference. But you will understand the reference, and I'm enjoying the idea of being able to see your face when you see this. Snap. 
Oh, snap. Are we ready? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta be able to do this so I can see your face at the same time. Here we go. Ready? Oh, f- <laughs> I forgot. One. God damn it. I forgot to change it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Always one more button. Always one more button. Ready? Always one more. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, and the caption in the bottom right really does yes, say it. Truly tasteless memes. <laughs> wow. I oh, have... my God. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> boy. Oh. All right, so oh, for those wow. who can't see because you're in radio land. Going, oh, we're says, driving a bus to hell. Oh, yeah. This one oh, says wow. Eric. It's Eric Clapton, and he says, "Anyone got a good? Uh, anyone got any good song ideas?" And then Eric Cla- Ca- Eric Clapton's kid is he's <laughs> hanging off the side of a building, <laughs> about to fall to his death. And folks, if you don't get the reference, this is how Tears in Heaven was inspired. Yeah. I, I oh wow I. <laughs> I also love that song too, and I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, no. it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, oh damn, yeah. <laughs> so you're going, uh, yeah, it's it, yeah, folks, it's <laughs> yeah, words fail me at that one. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Now I want to play the song. Yeah, it's like now you want to find a version that we can play. No, I oh, can no, play. Oh, play, play. Oh, there you go. Sorry, it's been a while since I've heard it. And carry on, cause I know I'm gonna be in heaven. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a great high lead that he does on that, too. It's like, it's, oh, yeah. And, and it's the version from the Unplugged show that he did in the early yes. 90s that is the absolute, absolute best. Absolute best. That whole best. album and DVD. I think I might even have the DVD somewhere. It's like, brilliant. So, and the, and the acoustic version of Layla, and you're sitting here going like, so many people grew up thinking yes. that was the version of the song. And they go hear the original song, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> this ain't even close to the same thing. It's the same lyrics, but what? <laughs> All right, so let's do this one. Eric, I'm curious to see how they came out with the, the radio delay, <laughs> the, the broadcast uh, delay. It was, their, it uh, was bad. <laughs> I, I would imagine there's probably a bit off between your, your notes and my saying. <laughs> so here's the uh, 92 unplugged version. I saw you in heaven 
You know, be honest with you, I don't think mm. I've actually listened to the real version of that in a long time. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is, it's the real version and the unplugged version are so similar. Very similar. Yes, folks, this is back in the day when MTV actually played music. They had this recurring <laughs> show called MTV Unplugged. Yes. Was that Sam Elliott and Dennis Miller in the video? Is that from a movie? Yeah, that's Dennis Miller. description maybe or somewhere in the comments it like it was either leah thompson or ali sheedy or who is she? yeah the blonde gal uh it's from the film rush oh. eric clapton performs the first version of the music video tears in heaven from the original motion picture soundtrack from the film rush 1991 huh uh Jason Patrick, Jennifer Jason Lee, Sam oh, Elliott, okay. Max Perlick, Greg Allman, and Tony Frank. Jennifer Jason Lee, that's why she looks familiar. Single white female. Fret, yeah, fretless bass. <laughs> Give the bass player a lead. He gets to do the solo. I'm like, what? Yes. Do it! <laughs> Do it more! Do it more! Yeah, let's let the bass player take the solo. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with yes. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I love how uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, right? She was in uh, uh, Single White Female. Okay. And uh, the, the joke on that one that was taken for Futurama is Single Female Lawyer. That's what they were referencing in okay. Futurama when uh, uh, Fry goes in during Fox and was delivering a pizza, right? He was a delivery boy back in 1999. Well, he poured it on the, the control board for a Fox News affiliate or a Fox affiliate or whatever, and they got rid of single female lawyer. And it was a play on single white female, the show. Okay. Hmm. Just by name, though. 
because it was a, an erotic thriller <laughs> that that movie was. So, <laughs> like, so we're just going to make it completely different, but we're going to call it something very similar. So Rush. Okay, I'm going to have to go look that one up. Don't think I'm going to But I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait, Sam Elliott, Dennis Miller? I'm like, wow, right back when Dennis Miller was acting. Yes. Like, Welcome to the 90s, folks. This is a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> On here's, here's Eric. Only five years ago, when the man looks like he's 45 billion years old. Stand by. I, I can do that, Eric. Come on. Look at this man. He's even got the low, the low glasses, the thick glasses, yep. but they're low on the nose. But he ain't slowed down his plan at all. He's as good as ever. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a guy with so many amazing stories as a musician? <laughs> do, do, do. about great stories the one behind this song sounds like paul mccartney yeah now you know what i mean like they, yeah, they have a similar te- you know timbre to their to their voice yeah hiding much too long no it's just your foolish pride got me on my knees begging darling please Tried to give you consolation when your man had let you down. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so let me let me talk to you for a second about the musicianship of this particular song. And it was reminded to me right when he went back into the verse there <clears throat> from the chorus. This song <laughs> both makes us drop our jaws to the floor, but in the same breath, hate him so much. Like, dude, Eric, you're such a jackass, dude. <laughs> this song is a very, very interesting composition. It's basically like a two movement thing that intertwine with each other as it goes. The chorus is one uh, one key, right? Um, <laughs> and then the 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 verse. Sorry, the verse is one chord. 
one um, uh, key, and then the the chorus is another key, and they're slightly different. Like, hold on, let me look it up right quick. But basically, um, there there are two different keys. That is not normal for music. No, it's a, it's it's a lot of times you'll have a key change close to the end. Yeah, like the we'll, we'll repeat the last chorus. Okay, we'll change up a key. <laughs> Y'all we'll stupid motherfuckers want a key change? <laughs> yeah, like Bon Jovi did this all the time. Uh, oh yeah, Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys. They yeah. changed keys like five times. <laughs> it's like we're gonna keep repeating the chorus over and over again. We're gonna change up like every single time. And I'm like, okay, guys, seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All right. So the core, uh, the verses were C sharp minor. Mm-hmm. The That's seven sharps. Holy or no, C sharp major is seven sharps. Yeah, like, it's kind yeah. of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the first movement, which was recorded in the key, four sharps. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Coronavirus. Um, mm. recorded in the key. Uh, the the first movement basically it was recorded in a key of D minor for choruses and C sharp minor for verses. It's a half, so step. half a step difference, half a step difference, right? It's huh. centered around a signature riff, right? Yeah. The first section. <laughs> can treat, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Folks, if you haven't heard the original version of this, <laughs> so I'm going to keep yeah. playing it from this point and I'll kind of point it out when it changes. Cause the second movement of it, this is where it gets weird. It's called the piano exit to them. Yeah, the original way. version of Layla. Yeah. Jim Gordon. Loud scream and rock version. Jim, Jim Gordon, Rita Coolidge originally played in C major. Yeah. Cause it very much changes feel from minor to major. It's, yep. Yeah. It's very different. The feel resulting the pitch section. of it is somewhere because of the old, the old um, Coda, you know, in the, in the original song, it's, the pitch is somewhere between C and C sharp. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, we're sitting early. It's not 20 cents somewhere in between. Fuck. It's not quite in tune. It's not, it, it's not, it's, it, it's like, it, it, it's supposed to be here or here. No, it's somewhere in the middle. And that's musically not supposed to work. Well, and, and the funny thing is back when it was recorded it was on tape, right? Yeah. And the tape guys used to do that intentionally. So okay. like take the Beatles, you know, uh, a song will be played like uh, a heartbreak. Uh, um, um, Hard Day's Night is yeah. in G. Okay. But the recording is sped up slightly. So it's pitch shifted. It's pitch shifted. But it's not a full semitone pitch. Shift. No, no, it's not Ooh. a half step up. It's like t- 15 or 20 cents. It's fucking obnoxious. <laughs> You guys yeah. are just trying to keep us from being able to learn your shit. Fuck I was like, you. I'm gonna sit here and try to learn this song. I'm like, no, that's not right. I'm like, it's I'm like, it's this fret and this fret. There's it's like, like but this it's, doesn't it's make any goddamn sense. And why am I playing a minor chord or a minor scale and now I have to switch to a major scale in the middle of a run? This makes no fucking sense. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was written by George Harrison. That's why. Ah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's why. Fuck I mean, that guy. George Harrison, it's, it's I'm speaking of stories behind Layla. He wraps into this quite heavily. He, right. he, George Harrison and Eric Clapton were very good friends. Yes. And as the story ends, they basically call themselves ex-husbands-in-law. <laughs> in they law. were both divorced by the same woman. Oh, that's right. 
Eric, yeah, Patty Boyd, Eric, Patty. Eric Clapp, Layla is written about her, and then mm-hmm. Wonderful Tonight is also written about her. So Eric Clapton stole George Harrison's woman away from him, and then she divorced him too. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> and, and they were still friends until the day George died twenty years ago. Dude, George died twenty years ago. Dude, we are fucking old. Yeah, Drew, I remember the day he died. It's like one of those, uh, where were you that day kind of situations. All right, here we go. Like a fool, fell in love with you. You turned my whole world upside down. Layla, got me on my knees, Layla. Begging, darling, please, Layla. Darling, won't you ease my worried mind? Make the best of this situation Or I find the going sane You hear that bass? Please don't say mm-hmm. It's an upright Yeah me. Oh, there he is Tell me all my love's in vain Got me on my knees in a Begging, darling, please in a Darling, won't you ease my worried mind can we just take a moment and talk about the women that he always has playing with him they've got some of the most incredible voices yes listen to them two ladies damn they got a voice See if they go into the original. That's what I'm hoping for. The original ending, yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. They're still in the minor key. Yeah, they're still in the the north red, the regular song. There's another whole two minutes left. Transition. I don't, yeah, I don't know if they will. I've been here for 40 years. Before some of you were born. <laughs> and it's the best place I've ever played. It's the best place in the world. Thank you for everything. Where is he? I don't think so. Yeah, I 
don't have enough time to do it. He didn't in the the unplugged version either. No, right? it's the unplugged version is just this version. It's yeah. Yeah, not going to. Yeah. Well, it was nice to listen to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's like I hear the original ending of that song. I always think of Goodfellas. It's the scene Why? when they find all the bodies after the Lufthansa heist. I'm positive you're going to find that video on YouTube. Somebody's put that up there. I'm positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm sorry. Just like Layla Goodfellas. <laughs> and Goodfellas is my favorite film of all time. Off, man, you did. <laughs> Didn't I tell you not to buy anything? Nothing big. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Jimmy was cutting every link between himself and the robbery, but it had nothing to do with me. gave Jimmy the tip and he gave me some Christmas money. From then on, I kept my mouth shut. I knew Jimmy. He had the cash. It was his. I know he kicked some money upstairs to Paulie, but that was it. it. Made him sick to have to turn money over to the guys who stole it. He'd rather whack them. Anyway, what did I care? I wasn't asking for anything, and besides, Jimmy was making nice money with me through my Pittsburgh connections. Still, Months after the robbery, they were finding bodies all over. Such a great ending. When they found Carbone in the meat truck, he was frozen so stiff it took them two days to thaw him out for the autopsy. Still, I never saw Jimmy so happy. He was like a kid. We had money coming in through my Pittsburgh people, and even after a while, the Lufthansa thing began to calm down. But the thing that made Jimmy so happy that morning was that this was the day that Tommy was being made. Jimmy was so excited, you'd think he was being made. He must have made four calls to Tommy's house. They had a signal all set up so he'd know that the minute that the ceremony was over. Uh, Ma, where are you? Oh, here I am. I was on mute, damn it. So, all right, so basically what you were trying to hear during that was, did that sound like the same song at all? No. Completely different. <laughs> happy kind of sounding song that's the difference which is really between, weird considering the scenes that it was overlaid yeah, oh it was movie. perfect idea by the way yeah but that's the difference between a major key and a minor key minor key sounds sad major key sounds happy and when they get intermixed like songs like that you're just like 
The, the fuck? Oh, another <laughs> fun example, Like a Prayer by Madonna. Yeah, that's a good that one. That literally uses the matching major and minor. <clears throat> yeah. You're literally playing the exact same notes. It's just which note is it centered around? And it sounds completely fucking different, like chorus to verse, whatever. It's like switches from major to minor. And you hear the sound go from this happy kind of sound of song to a sad kind of sound, and then back and forth. And you're like, then you go look at it. It's, it's the same exact notes. Yeah. But I'm just like, how the fuck? <laughs> There's some yeah. geniuses out there, man. That's why they make the money and we don't. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> give, give me them ducats. Go. <laughs> life is a nice mystery. Stu- I got a nice studio. I did write an album, by the way. I wrote it. Uh, I did lay it down. The only song that I have done that's going to be on it is the one that we used to use for our intro on this show. Right. Uh, the rest of them, like I've written them, but I need to like actually layer them out and all that stuff. So I found a very interesting way. And I would love if there are any other songwriters, especially the lyricists, you know, and, and the singers, how you put, how do you do the note values that you would use for whatever singing you're doing? Okay. So there's a couple of different ways to do it. Obviously you can do it in the key that you're in. Right. And just like a, like a solo guitar would write a, a soloist would write a solo during a song. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're going to use some little bits and pieces of that, that run or something like that and go off on it. But you're basically playing a solo in that key. You want to do a couple of runs, you want a couple of sweeps or whatever, but you're still doing it in that same key. Right. So it's pretty easy. As long as you're playing in the key and you just, Go wacko or not wacko, like super wacko and then maybe not wacko. You know, it comes out on a good solo. How do you do that, though, in vocals? So (laughs) I, I haven't written the lyrics to any of these songs, right? And I'm sitting in the car and I'm listening to the song and I'm literally just, uh, what was it? Oh, nah, nahing. You know, something like that. And I'm just coming up with the melody that I want. So I did that song as the first song, <clears throat> which will be the first. I've already decided that it'll be on the first song on the, the actual record lead off track. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was sitting in the cars doing Nas you know, <laughs> to whatever I wanted. Now I'm like, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I wonder if that's how other people do it. Like. Take like, okay, um, let's go back to Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, right? Okay. The Rev, the the drummer that passed away from Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. Right. The man was hands-on on a tremendous amount of their songs. And uh, he, he wrote a lot of crazy things that even, you know, the other guy like M Shadows would come in and be like, holy shit, this song is done. They came in and the Rev has been in the studio by himself for like two days straight. And somebody pops in and goes, Zachy comes in and goes, I got to play what? (laughs) 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 Homie said what? (laughs) And like he came in and came up with this idea for uh, one of their songs. I'll show you in a sec. That was like, I don't know if you've even heard it. Like it's some out of the world shit. Like straight up out, out, out somewhere else. But you can, knowing Jimmy, you knew, like, when you watch, all right, Jimmy wrote that. Okay, I got you. And then you hear the story of them being in the studio, and Jimmy comes in and goes, oh, I got this great idea. And they're like, go ahead, Jimmy. 
and he is jamming on the keyboard and doing this and run over here and play some drums and he does it in like one take and it's all this crazy stuff. But he had one of those minds that was written for writing music. M Shadows is a hell of a lyricist. He's got a tremendous voice, but I don't know if he was writing while Jimmy was writing music. And then, of course, you know, Zachy Vengeance and uh, um, oh, my God, why can't I remember the name of the guitarist? <laughs> I hate my life. Uh, the original Layla, folks. <laughs> That acoustic song we were listening to a little while back, <clears throat> same fucking song. Same song. That's how the bitch starts. <laughs> Sinister Gates. That was it. Yeah. Sinister Gates. Um, and and you know, you come in and like I, I thought, you know, okay, they'll they'll bring it in, we're playing it in this key, you know, figure out what, what solo you want to play, you know, everything's cool. Right? Have a great day. But the the <laughs> the, the I'm just curious and how people how other bands how like what's their process of writing that's what i've always wanted to know like if i could talk to getty lee yeah how yeah because you know okay yeah you can find cool ways to do you know the numbers game and whatever tab you want to make it up and do this crazy ass chord progression have a great day you can come up with a melody all day I and can then do you that. Gotta turn it over to Neil for the lyrics. Exactly. Because <laughs> the drummer of that band did the vast did majority of the lyric work. But who came up with whatever Getty was singing? Like, who came up with the I, note yeah, the values, melody. Yeah. the melody I, of yeah. his vocals? The melody. Okay, because once you get a melody down, you know the rhythm of the words you're looking for. Oh, now you can write the lyrics the to lyrics. actually fit that template. But then there's other people that write the lyrics first. And they'll either, you know, edit them slightly to fit that cadence. Or they'll give like an iambic pentameter or something of various, various formats that, you know, normally we're talking between the difference between poetry and music. Yeah. A lot of the times it, a lot of that carries over. It's one of the reasons why song lyrics frequently rhyme. Same sort of thing. And okay, and then you got other songs. Okay, we'll do free verse stuff where it's, oh, nothing rhymes. And we're all sitting here going, how, how do they even draw a line through all these words? And it actually fits the deal. He's like, oh, yeah, we're changing up the time signature every third or fourth measure. <laughs> exactly. And doing something different. It's like, oh, yeah. And, and, and somehow we drew. And that's the thing that blew my mind about Rush is when I finally sat down to learn their music as a bass player, sitting there trying to count out how this is played. I'm like, wait a minute. I, it, it, they, they're, doing, they're changing time signatures sometimes every other measure. But they still draw a straight line through it. Like uh, Free Will, for example, song from 40 years ago. That song is like, okay, seven to six, to like seven to eight, to this, that. And I'm like, but I'm like, okay, it's like you're trying to count it out. You're trying to tap your foot to it, and you just can't get a, can't get a, a, a metronome to follow that. No, because after three beats, yeah. it's on the off. Yeah. And you're like, every, the next measure, oh, now it's off again. It's off by half a beat. And then you're like, okay, they, they subtract. You know, half a half a half a note every other measure. It's like, and sound sometimes seven uh, seven measures later, it's back on the downbeat, oh, and you're like, it's like, okay, so we're like seven here, and then it's eight here, and then seven again, and I'm like, and like you sit there and it's like, okay, just as long as the drummer's getting the time, I'm just gonna keep playing, right? 
I know <laughs> that like in time with the every drummer, snare and like he knows hit, what he's doing. <laughs> I hit here. Okay, we're good. Let's do it. And like, <sighs> and that's the kind of thing where it's like the, the the rhythm section. If you're trying to play a song like that, has to be absolutely locked in. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, the it's it's because the rhythm section, the bass and the drums, that's the foundation upon which the the house of the band or the song is built. And if the foundation ain't solid, the house ain't standing long. Crumble, crumble, crumble. <laughs> house comes crumbling down. Yes. There's another, um, there's another uh, Right Now by Van Halen. There, there's even a line in the song that completely explains it. Miss a beat, lose the rhythm, and nothing falls into place. And you go try to fucking play that. Try counting that song out. You listen to the piano intro, and you think, oh, it's this. It's like, no, they're off a beat. It's like the whole song is off beat. And it's a and it's weird when until you sit down and finally try to learn the thing. You're like, Okay, it's like every it's like it's like every, if you if you miss count one measure you you're you're done. It's like forget it. We're not catching up. It's like yep, yeah, no, boned. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I mean, you think it's oh, it's Van Halen. I mean, are they really known for that kind of music? Well, apparently they managed to do it pretty well because I'm sitting here. That song's I want to say ninety one when they came out with that one. It was with Sammy. But I'm like I'm just sitting here. You're sitting here. And, oh, it, it it sounds kind of straightforward. And then you're like, wait a minute. Then now they're getting off beat and it was like intentionally fuck intentionally and it was like it's they're intentionally on you know, like That's when, what seems simple at first becomes complicated real quick have you ever heard of dr beat the roland dr beat okay it's a metronome it's a digital metronome that you plug okay. into whatever headphones plug it into your pa plug it into your guitar amp okay. whatever you want to do right dr beat and you can do a whole bunch of different things. You can do a bunch of really strange percussion for it, you know, to do whatever time signature you want. So if you wanted to do, you know, okay, you got six, eight, that, 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 but you wanted an accent every third, right? You can do that on Dr. Beat, which is very strange, but have fun. Yeah. Fuck. And my yeah, but you're fucking, doing a four four thing. So you're like three and right. four. Those don't. Yeah, it's just like it's every every couple of measures it, it resets itself. Yes, just I'm, from pure mathematics. But like in the middle, you're just like my old band director okay, when yeah, I was I, in school. He would play with Doctor Beat just to figure out how he could like do something funky. Okay, and the rest of us are sitting there playing like, are you done? So from for our gag gift. Uh, senior class gag gift we gave him metal sticks drumsticks okay so he would use regular drumsticks and you know keep time with drumsticks yeah what happens over time they wear out or splinter or crack it's just <laughs> Toast, like get some new ones just like hitting a, a rim like you're supposed to right on a snap yep. on a drum it eventually goes do not last forever. Okay. You're lucky if you get a set to last a whole show sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, matter of fact, hang on. Kit, talk. I'll be back in 20 oh, okay, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so yeah, we're talking about all kinds of different fun stuff. It's like, yeah, it's some of our favorite bands. Okay. Rush dream theater is a, another band that, yeah. Mike Portnoy is one of Ron's favorite drummers who actually replaced the guy from Avenged Sevenfold briefly. Uh, yeah. Who has since moved on from dream theater to his own project. And now he's kind of sort of circling back to dream theater again. <laughs> so he's still working with one of the guys who also used to be in dream theater back in the nineties. And now they're circling back around. To, oh yeah. Liquid tension experiment is doing a third installment. Uh, they did two of them like 98 and 99. 
with three fourths of the band basically is Dream Theater now or became Dream Theater. And then Tony Levin, the bass player, who also worked with the. Oh, go ahead. Um, oh, yeah. Who also worked with uh, Peter Gabriel and King Crimson and a few other different bands and acts. Uh, as a matter of fact, in that live version video of uh, uh, Sledgehammer that I sent you from the early 90s, he's the bald guy playing bass in that one. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mike Portnoy is uh, once again working with a bunch of the guys from Dream Theater, current and former. So it's like he's kind of never strayed far. <laughs> from the band that he started 36 years ago. Jeez, has it really been 1985 was when that outfit started. They, when they were at Berkeley Music College, I think they were like 18. They are, the band is as old as we are. The band is as old as we are when you really get down to brass tacks. Now, think of it. Okay, of the original guys who were in the band in 1985, only two of them are still in the band. They're all still alive, as far as we know. Right. But yeah, James didn't join until the early 90s. Uh, the original keyboard player, Kevin Moore, stuck around for like three albums and then went his own way. Uh, the original two different singers, they all moved on to other stuff. Uh, Mike Portnoy's moved on, I think it was about 10, 12 years ago when he finally, when he left the band. It's like, yeah, and he, for wanted, only- he wanted to just take a break for a little while. It's like, guys, it's like, <laughs> as the kind of music we play and as much as we tour, I kind of need a little break for sanity maintenance. And they thought, basically, you're like, okay, he, he ended up having, he ended up leaving the band. Yeah, and like then he played. All he wanted to do was just a little hiatus, guys. Can we just, you know, take a take a chill for you know a year? Because yeah. they were just tour, record, tour, record, tour, record, and it's like, okay, guys, we're not getting any younger, and we bring the show to everyone. When yeah, we well, play. Mike, Mike didn't do a smart job on that. What did he do for one year? He joined up with Avenge Sevenfold to replace the guy. <laughs> that, yeah, Jimmy the Rev Sullivan when he died the very year after he died. He yeah. joined the band for one year playing Avenged Sevenfold music. Which is no easier on the physical no. side than DT. No. <laughs> easier on the time Mike signature is not side. A break, dude. You're still busting ass. <laughs> Slightly easier on the time signature side. But still on the physical aspects. I mean, he is playing. Oh, yeah. All, playing like a son of a gun. He's all over the place. The whirling dervish back there is. Or as my dad always described him, animal from the Muppets. Yes. Beat drums. Beat Beat drums. Because <laughs> Mike plays loud and hard. He's pounding the shit out of those drums. And he's hitting a lot of beats all the time. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, just take a break for a year. And then it ended up replacing him. And it's been 10 years now. But now Mike is kind of still in the DT circle of, you know, everything with John Petrucci and Jordan Rudis. And yeah, it's like, yeah, because Liquid Tension Experiment was a side project they did in the late 90s with the guy who ended up becoming their current keyboard player and has been their keyboard player for 20 years. Longer than anyone else has been the keyboard player for that band. And now Mike is working on another side. Well, I don't know if it's really a side project now. It's Sons of Apollo. It's really his main band with Derek Sherinian, who was the keyboard player at the time they were doing liquid tension. George joined up. Sorry. So like it all <laughs> kind of circles back together and it's, and yeah, I think Billy and then sons of Apollo, that's a pretty good band. It's like Billy Sheehan is on bass for them. Really? And it's like, yeah, I was like, you got all kinds of interesting talent going on there. I've seen, I've seen some of their stuff they do live and I've listened to a couple of songs and it's like, it's damn good. <laughs> There's a song they released about a, a little over a year ago. And I swear, it's like it was like the missing song from Falling into Infinity. 
like their 97 album that basically half of the sons of apollo was dream theater at the time and it's like okay uh this is the song that should have been on that dang album because it's fucking great but yeah, another band is like, oh yeah, Dream Theater. Let's change up time signatures every fucking measure. <laughs> there are some songs they do that's like, okay, dude, I'm not even trying to count that shit. <laughs> Just flow with it. Exactly. And try to keep up. All right. I have it set up finally. Thank you for talking for that time. So here's here's Portnoy with Avenged Sevenfold, right? I hit the wrong button. So here's Mike Pornoy with Avenged Sevenfold. Why is he looking like Rob Zombie? Did he have the blue chin at this point? I think so. I think he still had the blue chin. The lights come back on here in a second. We'll be able to see him. Yeah, he's got it. It's right there. It's also blue light everywhere. So yeah. I think this is audio straight from that camera. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's audio straight from that camera. Yeah. And here's uh, this is Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, the original drummer. And you know th- this is who you're trying to follow up on. And that constant double bass right there. It's like... From a drummer standpoint, I can tell you right now, that's really fucking hard. Yeah. Jimmy was fucking insane. So, like, there's, like, little things that he does in different songs. Like, little little things that he'll do. He'll go out and he'll do, like, a, like a Latin feel in this one little... Like, for, like, one fucking measure. Like, he'll do, like, solid straight metal 16th notes double bass. And just keep going. And you're just like... How did you get reggaeton in the middle of a verse? <laughs> Jimmy. Yep, random shit. It's like, what? What the <laughs> fuck? And it fits. <laughs> and it fits. That's the annoying bit is it fits. Like, it, that shouldn't work. That no. it does. And even the guys would laugh because they'd be like, well, shit. I don't know how that worked, but it worked. Yeah. All right. So we're going to uh, close the show here with this and i'm only going to play a few minutes of it 
because I want to see, I mainly, I want to see your face. Yeah, we are a bit short on time here. So. As you're watching this, here we go. I think this is on, yeah, it is on their channel. <laughs> Listen to the lyrics. Before the story begins, is it such a sin for me to take what's mine until the end of time? We were more than friends before the story ends, and I will take what's mine. Great for God would never design. Our love had been so strong for far too long. I was weak with fear that something would go wrong Before the possibilities came true I took all possibility from you I almost laughed myself to tears Conjuring her deepest fears Um, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, by the way, I got a screenshot of your face to use as the, the what you call it, for this show. <laughs> the thumbnail for this show. <laughs> I was like, like, that took a fucking turn. <laughs> yeah, this went, it went dark, but not really dark. It went... Very strange. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are actually hearing the end of the show because we got about 35 seconds left. The show itself will be the length, but the live folks, it's about to cut off on you in about 30 seconds. But anyway, just want to say uh, thank you for joining the show. 
We will be back next weekend. Of course, 833-441-2220. If you want to leave a message, 833-441-2220. You can send us an email. Go to the website, 7600thesquawk.com. I am Ron. I am Drew. And we'll see y'all later. I love you. Bye-bye. If you bring your blue sky back.